0: this case is all wrapped up what say you members of the jury
1: your honor sir we have no other option but to pronounce the defendant objection hold it
2: take that Nuts so fast we have uncontestable evidence that will prove this case isn't over with a cat i'm not just a cat you know i can turn into
3: a bus watch this throws everything into a different light. Suddenly you're out of my perfect says How did we go so wrong?
0: Your backlog, The Final Frontier. These are the voyages of the RPG backtrack. its continuing mission to explore games from the way back when right up through yesteryear. To seek out forgotten games and neglected classics. To boldly discuss what you have not played before. RPG Backtrack, the longest-running podcast about your favorite RPGs of the past. Get ready for in-depth discussion of plots, characters, gameplay, and more from the staff of RPGamer.com. Here are the hosts of RPG Backtrack, Phil Willis
3: and Mike Minky.
0: RPG Backtrack, number 205, Nancy Drew and the Case of Otherworldly Entities. I am Mr. Phil Willis, and this is the one and the only Mr. Mike Minky,
3: I believe you are absolutely correct. I don't know of any other Mike Minkies in the world. Mm-hmm. There may be some, but it's not a common name.
0: God, there are. They are fakes. They are fakers. They are doppelgangers. Visitors from another planet.
3: Scrolls. Yes, I'm sure we have been scrolled at some point, but Marvel hasn't really seemed to, to deal with that yet, now has it? Mm-hmm. Not in the movies.
0: Mm-mm. And speaking of Marvel movies and Thanos, man, we have our very own bad guy or girl who's come back from the past. i have a blast from the recent, not so recent past. We have we have the one, the only Miss Sam.
4: Thanos now?
0: Yeah, totally. With all your bad language, it's going to take you forever to amperstand you off our podcast.
1: I appreciate how much work you're going to have to do, Holy but I gal. will continue to make
3: it worse. Jeez. I don't think Sam has yet tried to enact her plan to eliminate half of all life in the universe, though.
1: The mm-hmm. uh, Canadian politics are going right now. It's not a bad plan.
3: You know, I'm not going to touch that.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Well, if you won't touch it... I it would may- still
3: take your politics over some other nation's politics. <laughs>
0: Maybe if you will touch it, maybe our uh, maybe one of our other people, like Mister Kashua Jarpinder, will.
2: Yeah, I still don't know that much about Canadian politics. Hmm. Really Afraid not. Maybe the other person here does. What about Miss Relly?
5: No, not that much about American politics, but I do wish I could snap half of—or I'm sorry, Canadian politics. I messed that up. <laughs> I wish I could snap half of the. Uh, American politicians, of Landano style, Love it'd be it. worth it. There you go. Totally.
0: Well, thankfully, we're not here to talk about politics, but perhaps the subject we have on our plate today will be just as contentious as uh, we are going to be talking about Persona Five tonight. What can I do for you? Uh, Wrong game. What really? Because there's a lot of music what, what, in this game. What, I'm what pretty sure. You'll, you'll never, never see
6: Final <laughs>
5: And that was all the singing you're gonna get because I suck at it.
1: All right, all right, let's throw some shade right there.
0: There it comes. It's already started. We haven't started the segment yet, but that ain't gonna stop us.
2: Nobody stop saw me. it coming.
0: Damn <laughs> yeah,
1: mass destruction!
0: Oh my gosh, we got we, we got. I know to that Phil remembers
3: of- certain songs for some reason, me, even bro. though the rest of the game. is I have forgotten.
4: one finger and the.
1: I am a bitch. <laughs> oh
0: my god. I, I, Mike, there's no way I can edit her all. Do you know how much she's going to be like this all night? This is going to be like a five hour podcast because we're doing Persona 5 and I just, there's no way. There's just no way. Um,
1: Alright, my, my shade throwing's done. Let's do the, the legitzy part where we talk about the game and stuff. I'm sure there's more shade coming at some point.
5: Oh, I um, like it. I thought you two were the good cops, and
2: I was the bad cop on this one.
5: I was going to say, am I the only person that's going to be like for the game? What
0: can I I do for you?
1: I I like Persona Five. Well, we're not
0: talking about. Hold on, no, no, no. Hold on, save it. Just, just, just save (laughs) it. We're (laughs) gonna gonna get there. We're gonna get. We are also, so obviously, <laughs> as we can see, everybody is chopping at the bit. So yes, I think this is going to be just like politics, uh, but uh, and then afterwards, assuming we can never get through the main event.
3: Hopefully with fewer death threats.
0: <laughs> yeah. We've also, we've also got some blast from recent past, past action. Where we're going to talk about uh, Bayer and Operation Babel New Tokyo Legacy, which I feel like the opinions on those won't be quite so divided. Uh, before we wrap it up with the final lap So we got a long podcast, what you come to expect From us from RPG back Check We are here and we are excited To make that happen Before you do that, we are going to take a musical break And we're going to find out whether I know The difference between Persona 5 soundtrack And Final Fantasy X2 We'll be right back Every turn, this is the main event where we take a game or a series of games and we rip it open like a loot box and dive into its juicy bits. Tonight we are talking about a Persona 5 developed by P-Studio, published in North America by Atlas USA. Uh, This was released on the PlayStation 3? and the PlayStation 4? Yeah, PlayStation, PlayStation 3. Yeah, okay.
5: Yeah, it's PlayStation One 3. One of the last
0: releases. Okay, there you go. PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. Uh, and it is saying here in Japan, it was September 15, 2016, worldwide April fourth, 2017. This is an RPG social simulation single-player experience. And What?
3: It wasn't released on the <laughs> X-Bone?
0: Yeah, poor x left out all alone. And this is why you don't own Xboxes. I mean, they're RPGs, sorry to say. They just... <laughs> I'm sure that's a contentious subject, but they just don't stack up to PlayStation. Anywho, um, let's get into... Let's just let's just dive into this so we're not here all night. And let's talk about the story. Uh, who wants to kind of kick this off? Because I know there's a lot to talk about here.
5: Yeah, it has a rather dense story.
0: Um... It's so instant we got notes for this, from what I understand. (laughs) Like, we had to have notes. Yeah, we're not just, like, going off our heads. We had to, like, get our thoughts together on this one. Thankfully, there was
2: stuff to steal from online this time.
3: Mm -hmm. That always helps. You did not rely on Wikipedia. You could have created your own new Wikipedia entry here.
0: (laughs) So you want to kick it off, Miss Relly?
5: Yes, so it starts off with the protagonist infiltrating a casino with his teammates, and police begin to swarm the casino, and the protagonist attempts to make an escape by a path with the ceiling with his teammates. And he reaches the other side of the casino, and one of the guards reveals to be a shadow. And the protagonist defeats the shadow, escapes the casino, where he is outnumbered, subdued, and arrested. And at this point, he's brought into the interrogation room and the officers drug him and beat him and ask to sign his name for a false confession. And then they bring him to where, um, prosecutor, and I'm going to butcher all of these names, um, the prosecutor, Sai, Nij- Nijima Nijima yeah. Nijima. Sai Nijima asks him about the events of the year and that's when he goes into it and pretty much the first half of the game is told in one huge flashback which is actually kind of cool because every time a new confidant is introduced it goes back to like the frame story and you kind of get a little bit of a scene with that
2: and, and I think the opening was probably one of the better parts. That's always been – or certainly that was a problem in 3 and 4 where it felt like it took hours for things to start happening in those games. Yeah, <laughs> this, this one was, gets you right it,
1: into the action. Yeah. This one gets right into the action, but it does the role reversal of the other two games.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's that's the shade I will throw with foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> The opening of Persona Five is definitely one of the strongest elements, especially when you get into the nitty gritty about how the Phantom Thieves are formed, how you know they come to learn about this this idea of stealing people's hearts in order to hopefully change them for the better. I mean, yeah. there's an amazing play on the idea of the seven deadly sins. Um, like your first your first real villain is a gym teacher who has been physically and mentally abusing uh, kids in the gym class. Like, yeah, that was, heard about, that was that was fucking freaky, too. That yeah. was a pretty heavy subject, especially
5: since I think he do, drives uh, one of them to suicide. Yes,
1: yeah. you, so when you meet um, the main character when he goes to school, he meets Ryuji and An, and you kind of learn that Ryuji used to be a sports, sports star.
2: He was on the you track also, team.
1: On a track team, and you learn that Ann has a friend who's definitely been suffering from some reoccurring issues. Ann's worried about her. You know, she says to the protagonist, "You know, something's not right with my friend, and I'm a little concerned that she might harm herself." And what you learn is that she tries to throw herself off the top of a building.
6: Yeah,
1: is disturbing as fuck. It's and, heavy. <laughs> um, we
5: didn't even get into the, what the protagonist's deal oh, was at the beginning yeah, yeah.
1: either. That's so right. the gun, but you know. Yeah. yeah. He, he's under house arrest. <laughs> all yes. So,
5: like one of the opening scenes of the game, you see that he, um like, stops w- what appears to be an abduction or something like or, that.
2: Like, it looked like a drunken guy kind of hitting. Yeah. Taking no for an answer. And so he yeah. gets in the middle of it and kind of shoves the guy, and then the guy calls the police on him, and he ends up being the one who's arrested and thrown in thrown in prison, and that's how he ends up in Tokyo. Is kind of like a uh, oh, like probation. He gets shipped off to Tokyo.
1: It's 100% mm-hmm. just like this weird pseudo house arrest. What do you yeah. think about it? He's not allowed to go very far. He's under the care of Sojiro, who is family friend? Family friend. I think it was family Something friend. Something like yeah. that. He's cafe owner. He's also like, clearly got some game because he's going out with all the ladies and you can't follow
2: him. <laughs> oh, that was the best part. That That... That was a really good... Sojiro
1: was very blunt about, it's like, you do not leave after a certain point, you will make sure you wash up. Sojiro essentially tries to tell the protagonist that this is his last chance to sort of shape up, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that we know, as the player, that he's done nothing wrong.
6: Yeah. He's been railroaded
1: he is portrayed as the villain you know in his own story um which is how when you get to the formation of the phantom thieves what's what makes it so interesting is everybody has been cast as some sort of failure in their story um and they all in their own way have anger and want redemption and want resolve
2: and there's so much in this going on like in japanese culture with you know like the younger generation feeling you know a lot of what's the best word for it uh resentment towards the older generation kind of screwing things up for them mm-hmm. and so much of that comes through and especially the beginning chapters of persona 5 like well just, and,
1: and with Kamoshida, oh, what makes in yeah. particularly problematic is that this is a man who is in charge of taking care of teenagers he is supposed to be protecting them taking care of them thinking about their well-being and he is so lost in this idea that he is the king of his own fucking castle and that these little serfs are there to serve him. Yeah. And that no matter what... And he gets
2: away with it because he's like his... I believe he was the volleyball coach because the volleyball teams are, you know, successful in winning, like, national titles and stuff like that. And he
1: himself was famous was the other thing. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a man who went from being... A sports star at that school and rose up to be the gym teacher. Yeah. So he's a celebrity in his own right, which when you, you look back at that first opening bit where Ann's friend is attempting to kill herself, makes it all the more problematic. This is a man who should be attempting to nurture these kids and he is so fixated on his own celebrity status that he is perfectly okay with letting these kids hurt themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and all that the school a really blind eye to it. yeah all that kind of hit a little close to home at the
5: beginning of the game. I mean and it, it was before kind of the American political situation went to crap but still uh, the, the, the beginning of the game felt very kind of oppressive and hopeless compared to the beginning of the other two
2: um, persona games. Absolutely
1: like I think that's the perfect statement to make.
2: And everything I read about this game was that, like, a lot of these stories, like uh, Kamoshida and Matarame and some of the, the early bosses, are like, were almost like Law Order-style ripped from the headlines in Japan. Like, these were, you know, like, based off of real stories, real scandals that had hit in Japan. And they just kind of adapted them into the game.
1: Which, which is a pretty I didn't big know that. i had heard things about that.
2: Well, I, think, I mean, Kamoshida. I mean, that—that's a character stereotype that you know. Like, if you played sports as a kid, like you probably at least had one coach who was just a complete jerk and asshole. Yeah,
1: Kamoshida's story. I actually, I will even argue. I think it's actually the strongest one of the bunch.
2: Oh, definitely. That, that. That. I mean,
1: it's it's one of those things where it is redeemed. You still have no trust for him. You still have no no means of reform he's been reformed and yet at the same time you look and you go what's going to stop you to do it again
6: mm-hmm.
1: um have this untrusting nature and it, and that theme plays almost throughout the whole game i mean the whole point of of persona 5 i mean if you remember the original adverts it says you know something what was it
2: breaking like, your I chains
1: yeah to be emancipated yeah. and that emancipated word is i think actually the most important of that advert because when you look at Kamashita's storyline you know these are kids who are like enough
5: Mm -hmm.
1: and that's the phantom thieves for you it's it's fighting back
5: i have to admit materame's kind of hit me a little bit harder but that's because i am am an artist and having other people take credit for my or having Someone else take credit for work kind of hits me close to home pretty hard.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think I think every single storyline has that potential. I mean, I think I think Maturama is is a great example of just insanity, where mm-hmm. you know you have this man who supposedly loves art, supposedly is a talented artist, and yet he's forcing you know kids like is fox face, his name
5: i'm blank blanking on it too it oh, yes. is yusuke
1: he, he's voiced by matt mercer so i don't yeah really
5: <laughs> yeah to me he was just matt mercer
1: i don't really like you but i will accept that you're here i guess um i'm, I'm a total anti mccree by the way but you know, it's fine oh I, I love matt I want, mercer i want to love him But I have heard about some shady shit he's done over the years that I'm just like, you are a feminist, you piece of shit. Don't do that. Mm. Don't do that. Oh, no. Um, Especially in the Overwatch community. Mm. I don't don't like the man, and I think his voice acting skills are fucking awful, given that he has one voice. One goddamn voice. (laughs) Come on. That's me being, again, I have my own selfish opinions about certain things. Um, I respect people who like him. It's totally cool. I don't. And Yusuke for me, his voice killed that character for me. Mm. I felt no goddamn empathy for that character, and I should have. I should have felt for that kid. I mean, he was being abused. He was having his art stolen. Matt Mercer's portrayal is boring. It is goddamn boring. That character has no personality, and when he does get personality, it's
2: boring. It, and I, it didn't click as much with me either. I don't know why my, that it incredibly yeah, Yusuke didn't. Frustrating.
1: I like, when you look at the cast of characters in 5, Yusuke, for me, is the most problematic because he should have one of the strongest stories. That is pretty heart-wrenching what he oh, yeah. it is heart-wrenching. oh, it is. Yeah. It. And Matt Mercer's portrayal of that character doesn't evoke that in the slightest. It's, it's almost like he, he plays it monotone. Voice acting only got better as the game went on, which, in my eyes, is also problematic because it's like, your plotline is the second one in the game.
2: Well, there, there's, there's,
1: right off the bat,
2: I, I guess we can already go ahead and jump into this. I mean, this game had local for a big, you know, for a big JRPG kind of game. I don't know what you call Persona 5. I mean, it sold several million copies like this game had a problematic localization. It did. And uh, I mean, both just in like all of the uh, the portions of the flashback where you have where you're flashing back to the police station and you have the detectives and psy interviewing you a lot of that stuff is just like i mean parts of it don't even make sense like there will be lines that are completely out of order um a lot of the voice acting in some of those sections just isn't that great and well, I, yeah go ahead
1: and there's also the problematic aspects of things like how homophobia is portrayed and how Oh
2: man yeah um well i mean some of that isn't the localization that's just in the original stuff
1: Say, uh, with Ryuji and Yusuke in particular, because they are the characters that are kind of the targets for that conversation, the way that they localized it was incredibly problematic.
6: Yeah.
1: The yeah. Undertale was always there because, unfortunately, with a lot of Japanese games, you know, there's this weird, blunt, honesty shy away like, oh, we're not being homophobic or we're not being transphobic, but they totally are.
2: Yeah. Well, it, that, that that isn't the worst part of it. I always it's, thought the worst part was the uh, the running gag of the two guys who would come up and hit up uh, on. Yeah, just like oh, it's like, really.
5: Well, <laughs> it's, I mean, then, a,
1: again, and then there's the, uh, the that, I like, I be- for you to stay like. Not Yusuke. Um, Yusuke, is he gay? Is he not gay? Oh, my God. Like, what is he? Oh, my God. Giggle, giggle. It's like, who the fuck cares? Let the boy be whoever he wants yeah. to be. God damn it. <laughs> They it. They telegraphed that a
5: lot more with Kanji and Persona mm-hmm. 4 than they did mm-hmm. with Yusuke. It, it,
2: it's kind of goofy that, like, I mean, Persona 4 had some of those same issues, but I, I think some of that is just like, man, it's been eight years and the world has moved on, but unfortunately, in some ways, you know jrpgs haven't
1: <laughs> oh i can agree with that state um but yeah like and i totally feel for anyone that looks at madarame's plot line and you know can get this a sense of dread from it i mean like you just said kelly like that's that's someone's worst nightmare right there Yeah. oh i i have
5: nightmares about that about my artwork getting stolen like that or having someone taking credit for my stuff and not being able to do anything about it
2: and I thought Matarami was, like, a good boss, a good, you know, a good bad guy. For that, oh, yeah. that arc totally. of the story, yeah.
5: And, and that was before they, want they want even realized up with his mother. Or with oh, the, yeah. his mother, and yes. just how tragic that all was.
1: You know, like, that little muffin, like, I felt for him. I really did. <laughs> it was a different voice actor. That's all I cared about. There was a part of me that was just like, you are so darling. You are a sweet bean. And you have the worst goddamn voice actor how did this happen um mercer hate i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like i, I felt gay, it's just one of those things where it's you know he also just wanted to be loved by somebody and madarami lied to him in a lot of ways like he supposedly provided him with love but when you think about it you know that kind of love was just
2: you know, and I don't know. It, it was kind of such a, I mean, it's such an interesting story because, I mean, that happened for, God, you know, hundreds of years in art where, you know, like some master kind of uses his students to kind of do the hard work. Mm-hmm. It's like an interesting thing to explore. There's a lot of interesting ideas in P5.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. And I, I mean, been... like all of this, I'm trying to remember now how much of this, I mean, the backdrop of the, the original main bad guy is is playing out the entire time in terms of the politics that's going on around with Shido right Mm
1: -hmm. it's with Shido but at the same time like at the beginning of the game you don't actually get a lot of him
2: no you don't weird like well I mean the I, I do remember like when you first get to Tokyo like things that you hear that Jeez, like well, one you, of the,
1: you deal with him right away. Right? Yeah. He, like, well,
2: the, uh, well, there's that. And then there's also like, um, uh, the, uh, the, the, the train derailment that killed a bunch yeah. of people that, that, you know, got rid of one of Shido's, uh, like what it was enemy at the transport ministry. Yes.
5: <laughs> that was
2: fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I,
5: see, he popped up in the restaurant that you go to. Oh yeah. And, that's
2: right. At the and end as the soon
5: show. as he showed up, I'm like, yep, that's a bad guy. I, I can tell. <laughs> He's going to be the bad guy at the beginning of the game that was harassing the woman. And it's why you got arrested. And lo and behold, I was
1: right. He is one of the bad dudes, I mean. Yeah. We will get to the other legitimate bad dude because, like, Shido is is a problem, but the other one is more of a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Not me throwing shade this time. Like, it's actually kind of interesting um again when you think about the concept of the seven deadly sins in a weird way being reformed into these these different characters um it's it's pretty awesome they they did that
5: so we had lust and was um
1: was materame in envy uh, I believe he was, I want to say he was Envy or Pride, I can never remember. It's, yeah. But it was kind of interchangeable, because I think he, he invokes both in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Because on one hand, he's Envy because he doesn't have the same level of talent, but Pride in that he's not willing to uh, admit nor, you know, back down.
5: Yeah. And then next we have Greed with uh, uh
2: Junior. With Junior. I, I gotta yeah. tell you, I don't even really remember this bad guy. I remember I remember the yeah, bank one, uh the, the you know, like I remember the dungeon, I remember the bank, I remember so this you know is
1: one of the more interesting dungeon designs, especially yeah. when you're doing like the, the underground fault and the puzzles that go with it. But Jinya as a villain, um, because you're you're doing Makoto's storyline and you know, Makoto's got her own blackmailing happening, um, you know she's in a situation where she's she's like if we do this we'll be able to sort of you know set some things in motion you know we'll be able to to change people's minds about about teens about people and uh junia's completely forgettable is unfortunate yeah like he's yeah unfortunately It's like the boss by itself. i remember was kind of neat isn't that the one with the piggy bank yeah yeah yeah, I liked I liked the boss design for that one. I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Like I remember um, which that. also I just go back
1: to Monorama for a second. He also was fucking cooking,
2: rock
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. carving. Like, ugh. They they kind of went out like, on the boss designs for this one. I gotta say.
2: Then the other big thing I remember, I remember Makoto showing up on her bike that first time with the when she got her persona.
5: Yeah, oh, that, that was pretty cool. That one, that
2: one sticks out
5: <laughs> going all road warrior.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Queen India. The bitch and bicycle. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. we all want a motorcycle like that. And I'm, I'm pretty sure was not her persona
5: like Joan of Arc or supposed to be Joan of Arc?
1: Um, I don't
5: <sighs> think so. Or maybe, or maybe not. I, I have the book right here. Let me <laughs>
1: just double check. Like, do, I don't have the, the two power, power out of it. Uh, You might be right. Let me just uh, let me just double check here That's because so... hers is a weird one. No, it's uh, Johanna. Oh, Johanna. I I got it confused with Joan of Arc. My bad. Yes. So Johanna is based on Pope Joan. So you are not actually entirely wrong. Okay. Based on Pope Joan, who was a pope for a short period, and the Catholic Church was like, fuck you, you are a lady, don't be a pope, die, 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 sort of thing. And then hers turns into, uh, I think it's Anat afterwards. Mm Mm-hmm. Syrian goddess of love and sex. Koto is it's not the embodiment of love or sex. <laughs> no. But then you're just like, that should be on. But on got Carmen. So. so for and second. then, oh, go ahead. Persona's uh, choices for the main characters are pretty awesome. Uh, Joker, for example, has Arsene Lupin, the oh, great yeah. French thief. You know, Carmen, seductress by, you know, in Spanish fiction. Um... What the hell's was Ryujis? Uh, Captain Kid, I believe. That's right, pirate. And so these are good. Like these are really good. Adjo- and what oh, what call it? Um, Yusuke had. I always think of him from the actual Goemon.
5: Yeah, yeah, Goemon. And my yeah, favorite one, of front. course, is uh, Morgana's with Zoro, which I'm pretty sure was a reference to Puss in Boots. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, how have we gotten this far without talking about Morgana? Kitty. Oh
5: Morgana.
2: Gosh, she's got to be the. He's got to be the best uh, mascot character that Persona's had yet.
5: As soon as I realized that th- this game had a cat in it, because she showed up in, or he showed up in the trailer, and both his uh, cat form and his little goblin cat form that he is in the Phantom World, I was like, okay, I think this is gonna be my favorite Persona game now, and I was right because. <laughs> Morgana is amazing and rides around in the little backpack like or the little bag like a cute little kitty
2: sits in your desk
5: while you're at school right yeah <laughs> which how they get away with that I don't know
1: <laughs> he must be really quiet nobody a... needs to know it's fine it's just a cat
2: hey uh, you got to end with the homeroom teacher
6: <laughs> gonna yeah. say,
5: you show me a cat that's that quiet in a da- in a confined space <laughs> Total lies. Yes. But, yeah.
1: Total damn lies.
5: And then the next dungeon after Junya's kind of threw me for a loop because to me it kind of turned some of the formula a little bit on its head. It was uh, Futaba Sakura, who is a a playable character. Well, I mean, not playable. She's your support character.
2: And and we find out that Shojiro has not been... Playing the well, at least at least a lot of that was not playing the ladies. That it was Futaba who he was taking care of all yeah. that time when yep, he's sneaking and off early. From
1: a lot of anxiety, and I gotta say, like I don't like Futaba, but I do like the way in which her anxiety and her mental illness is portrayed because I think it's actually perfectly accurate. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. She's and a who
1: is he, afraid, Hikimori. Yep, Hikimori, who is afraid of anyone coming into her personal space because any person that has come into her personal space has harmed her royally for anyone. And even with, you know, her uncle there, there's even that little bit of hesitation with him.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. She um, ended and- up being the, per- the social link that I maxed out first. And I really liked her progression because her-, her social link is all about, you know, trying to get over her anxiety and she does it by, you know, pretending everything is an MMO that she's gonna level up her
1: anxiety meter. I need and, to mention that one. It was that was really good. Like what I what I got was really good. Yeah.
5: And you know, as someone who deals with some pretty crippling anxiety, it was like to me that was just so refreshing to have her deal with it that way. And you know, that's how I deal with my anxiety too. Is you know yeah. making jokes like that so i i she ended up being my favorite character
1: in the whole game just because i relate i related to her the most empathize with and compared to especially one of the other female characters and i think the most problematic one of them all on oh, um man. like yeah. you know one of the things that persona is both good and bad at is getting of empathy um as an empath myself it's one of those things where um you know, you want to feel for every single character. And, Futaba, like I said, Futaba's story is written perfectly because you can empathize, you can see yourself in her, you can understand where she's coming from, even if some of her decisions are horrific and kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Shitty fucking things. But it's understandable where it's coming from. Whereas An does shitty things and there's no reason, for, rhyme or reason for it. I wanted to punch on in the face like every time she talked. Yeah. Because she did not understand like even when she deals with futaba
2: well we're kind like, of getting into it now like i don't get yep. what
1: your deal is i don't like, understand what your problem is like, you know or when like her friend was jumping off the uh the building she makes this weird statement about how like you know well at least she didn't die <laughs> you could have dumb bitch <laughs>
2: Or I guess, um, like, like her on's social link, I mean, that just totally befuddled me where it was supposed to be, like, either, oh, I don't know if I want to be a model or an actress, maybe I'll do both. And I'm like, okay, why am I supposed like, to care?
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know, characters like Futaba and Makoto who are, they're trying to grow in their own skin, it, it impressed me how much of a fail on is. Yeah, it really is. Because even Makoto, you look at the fact that yes, she was spying. And yes, she was in her own mind, she was trying to do the right thing. She reminds me a little bit of like this weird cross between Mitsuru and Yukari. That weird, I am trying to justify my golden child behavior. But I actually struggle with the idea that people could even like me in the first place. Um, And I think when you look at her and Futaba, they're strong heroines because of it. You're looking at this idea that they want to grow and they want to be better. They want to be better than the versions of themselves that are crippling them on the inside. Um, A good persona character. I mean, part of the reason why certain characters in this series are so memorable is because there is a growth factor. That's one of my issues with this game in one sense, though, is you look at... I know you love Morgana. I'm in the camp that hates Morgana. Because Morgana is another great example where it's a character that doesn't, he doesn't grow enough to learn his lesson. And when we get to the one about the spaceport in particular, I wanted to hurt that cat. I'm not going to lie. No. Because when you, you look at the I'm sorry, Kelly. I know. I know I'm like hurting you right now. But yes. Morgana is another example, is another example, much like On. He doesn't grow and he's not smart enough to know when he's not harming somebody. And he's okay with harming people, which is... Even... Hello? Sorry, you
0: can't, everybody
1: kind of cut out there. problematic for this.
2: Uh-oh, Sam, you cut out for a sec.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'll jump back in there. Persona 5 is problematic for this because as much as the dungeons give you this amazing idea of, here's these bad people whose hearts you're trying to change, not all the characters have their own hearts change yeah the mark with that because they could have made it go both ways so when you look at Futaba you look at Makoto I think even Ryuji slightly is not bad for this either and I think Joker actually is a fantastic example of this those are characters where you're seeing the growth and you're seeing the way in which they empathize with others and they're trying to kind of and and they want to help each other but then, when you look at characters, like and actually, I'll even throw Haru in here because Haru is another one where oh,
6: um, she tries another...
1: so hard. Like, I thought I would hate Haru because she's an archetype I generally don't like in games. Um, but she grew on me. Like, she grew on me in a way where, again, she does some very frustrating things. She's kind of bland.
2: Yeah. See, that's why she didn't God, work for me. Did she
1: not have gumption? Um, she has gumption, and again, she she's willing to try.
2: L- like get, ha- yeah. haru i mean she was just like for me the performance came off as just like too flat and you know
1: the, the voice actress is, this is another another issue where the voice actress is an epic fail yeah um and... you have this character who is darling kind of dippy and but she wants to she wants to help people she wants to be i mean her persona is robin hood
2: well, and the other a big gripe I had is that, like, her social link is l- the entire thing. Oh, like, gosh. I think from rank 2 is locked behind uh level 5, I forget exactly. Uh,
1: hers was something really annoying that, like, by the time you got her, it was kind of a waste and who cared. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't, so He was the, the only social link I didn't. Didn't uh, actually max because I didn't unlock her social link until the very end of the game. Because yeah. I didn't, you know, like whichever one of those abilities it was, I didn't do level five, didn't get the level no, five until no. the very end. And I was just like, what a stupid, you know, setup to do that, to lock one of the main car- one of your main cast members behind that, and, like, you're not going to use them, you're not going to get to know them if you can't, you know, like, that meant all of her like, you didn't even want to use her in a party because all of those good abilities, all the baton passing, yeah, not... and all that stuff was locked out on her.
1: It was it was um, They didn't it was think the... her true, I think, in a lot of ways.
2: Um, I mean, when you she, go from... She, um... she also wasn't yeah, yeah, I mean, like, she wasn't introduced, like, Persona 3 and Persona 4 did a pretty decent job of kind of introducing the characters that got, you know, like, shoved into your party later, earlier on, you know, but mm-hmm. Naoto kind of got, Nalto was a presence in Persona 4 all, you know, much earlier before. All the way
1: through, yeah.
2: Yeah, all the way through, and Haru was just kind of, like, there in the background once or twice, but she wasn't really a character for the whole game. You know, like, you can see her in the background in a couple of the uh, cutscenes, but she's not really there, you know?
1: No, and I can agree with that. Like, as much as, again, I I love a stupid character. Mm. (laughs) That's why, like, I look at her, I'm like, you're dumb. I I do. You're so fucking dumb. You Um, know,
5: you guys complaining about the characters makes me realize that, yeah, they... Even though I love this game, I have to admit that the characters in it aren't nearly as memorable as the ones in...
2: Uh-oh, we, we, are we... i
1: going to ruin it for you, Kelly. It's just one of those things where, I mean, I was in the same boat. I finished it and I really enjoyed the game, but when I started to reflect on it more, I started to see these really big gaping holes that really started to nag at me. And here's the thing, you know, we, we get to the end of Futaba's dungeon, you know, you learn that she's the sloth um, deadly sin you go into the next dungeon and the next dungeon is where the game hurt me and I was unhappy and that is the one for Okamura which is the spaceport
2: that's Haru's dungeon yeah Haru's that's, dungeon. Or that's where she comes in yeah
1: so that's where I lost all respect for Morgana that that was what killed Morgana for me was this section because this is where you started to learn that Morgana is a selfish little prick well, he's and a cat, in fairness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a cat owner, so that part, I can't relate with. But, if you're trying to personify a cat to have human abilities and human mindset, I'm gonna run off of Haru, and I'm gonna be her savior, and it's like, cat, bitch, please. <laughs> in particular, doesn't follow suit with any of the other ones. One, twisting. Two, it's hard for no goddamn reason and yeah. does a piss poor job of explaining itself and three no one gives a fuck about who okamura was
2: yeah like who cared who we were like, <laughs> i'm
1: a i'm a nasty billionaire <laughs> oh nasty billionaire they-
2: and it's just they, like they they did nothing to set Haru up throughout the game. They did nothing to set up Akamura throughout the game as like some sort of bad guy. He's a, a he's like another bad guy like who who gives a flip.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And th- this is the dungeon where you also start to see the game crumble really hard because it's also the, it's the most inconsistent of all the dungeons. It doesn't doesn't play into the narrative very well. Um,
2: I I think as the game went on, like, you know, we we haven't talked about combat, and I know we kind of saved that. But, like, a a big part of this, a big part of the combat is, like, stealth. Now you're, you're like, you're, you're going for these little stealth points from one to another, and you're trying to stay in stealth so that you can sneak up on enemies. And the further I got in this game, it felt like the worse and worse job they did actually designing the dungeons for stealth. Yeah, like the, the like the the later dungeons weren't designed where the stealth points were. You would have these big open spaces that you just had to run across where there were no yeah. stealth points, or the stealth points were done in such a way where you'd have like this little bitty narrow tiny window where you could jump between them, but it was like really fiddly and a pain in the butt to get between. Uh,
1: it, yeah, one that was just I think it was too narrow. Yeah. Be so precise, and I, I remember. I, I think I threw the controller at one point because it was just not everybody has that same level of precision. Some people. If I was a person with special needs, I would fucking kill somebody.
2: I mean, I mean this is a this is a turn based RPG for God's sake. <laughs> I play turn based RPG.
1: Most, most <laughs> people would be at a disadvantage for that. Yeah, you know, I don't have that kind of reflex. I don't. Um adding weird elements like that in that weren't even there to begin with yeah that's a problem and then you see it actually even like i won't say the casino was a bad dungeon because it's not the casino is actually one of the better ones and that's the next one yeah um, but the one after it which is a cruise ship the cruise ship has the same exact problem where it's, now you're a mouse. Oh, by the way, you can't do anything as a mouse, but you need to be a mouse to, you know, maneuver around these little holes. It's like, no. Like, to begin with? I mean, like, Little Mouse Joker was kind of endearing the first time I saw him. Yeah. That more and more. It, it didn't add I a completely. Power.
5: I can't believe I completely forgot about
1: that mouse. Everybody being a mouse.
6: Well, everyone being a mouse in the way that
1: <laughs> that puzzle is set up so Poorly. That once again, if you're trying to get your bearings in a dungeon, and you're dealing with that where you're constantly changing from mouse to human, mouse to human, you're not you're not able to get a sense of the dungeon as easily as you should. Um, part of what makes the first four dungeons great is that the player already is set with an expectation. You know what to expect in those first four dungeons because they outright tell you to Okamura. You get to Shido, and you get even to the parts of the casino. Like especially when you're doing like the jackpot bits, as fun as those were, you're taking this brand new mechanic, throwing it in, and not necessarily explaining it very well. Um, you know, it, it throws the gameplay off for a lot of players. It, for me, it took my groove away. Yeah. Whereas when I look at Persona Three, yes, climbing Tartarus could get tedious, but the expectation of every ten you got a boss, and you know the fact that it was randomized. You could still get your bearings because it was never big enough that you could get lost.
2: Can can I go off on one of my gripes about Persona, well, in some ways about Persona 4 and Persona 5 because you're bringing up Persona 3? And one thing yeah. I always thought that Persona 3 did great was they got the pacing of the overall game really good. Yep. Like, it, Persona 3 was, was broken up in a way where you could go in and you could do, like, five or ten floors at night, and then you could go and do some social links. So you could go and do, like, 20 or 30 minutes of dungeon crawling and then do some story. And then Persona 4 kind of changed it, where it changed the motivations to try and cram all your dungeon crawling into one day, so that Mm -hmm. you leave, so you maximize your amount of social link time during the other times. Persona Persona
1: 4 is, I mean, okay, so I'm the Persona 4 hater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And part of Persona 4, like, my husband and I have had this discussion before. Persona 4 has a problem that Persona 5 actually also has, where it's... After you learn about like what happens to him in the dungeon, you don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, will, I can see. I will that. argue Persona three shines harder because the game forces you to really get to know those people and those people are not willing to give themselves up easily. Mm-hmm. Look at like Mitsuru or um, if you played P three uh, P like Shinjiro's uh, social link. Those people are not willing to just shed who they are to you. No. Miss that. I miss that. And I think that's another problem that five borrows from four, which is all right, I learned about the person, yay me. Um, now what? I won't argue, like they're not all bad. Like, you know, you talking about Futabas. I wish I'd finished that social link, because actually that sounds delightful to me, that it's there's a little bit more to her anxiety and how she's dealing with it. That's mm-hmm. fantastically done. Then you go back to An and it's like, what was the point? <laughs> I think another character like In Persona 4, uh, look at Yukiko.
6: Yeah.
5: Yeah, Yukiko had an interesting story. So did um, Rize, who was
1: my favorite character in that. Yeah, they all had interesting stories. But then when you go to do the rest of the social link, it's surprisingly not as interesting. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, like, and, and, hard to stomach when you think about it, because you get these really cool dungeons that are, like, based off personalities and, like, their issues, and da-da-da-da, and then you're just like, yeah, I don't know if I want to be, like, a flight attendant or still run this inn. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not the profession she picked, but that was the first thing that came into my head, so I apologize if that that's not correct, But but in all fairness, like...
2: I think it is, like, and I'm stealing this idea from, I think it's Darren Foreman who wrote the review for Persona 5 at Game Critics, because he he had that idea in his review, so I'm stealing it. But, like, I, I think I clicked a lot more with the Persona 4 cast overall than the Persona 5 cast, and some of it, I mean, he wrote about that in his review, was that... Like in Persona 4, you went through hell with all of those characters. Yeah. You know, you saw each of those characters. at just, you know, their most raw and lowest moment. And so whether you liked them or not, like you felt a connection with all of those characters. And I just never got that same sort of feeling with Persona 5. It was much more superficial in a lot of ways. Well,
1: and I think 5's problem was it, it is bloated in its storytelling. No question. Oh, God. It's so yeah. bloated to the point where... They could have taken that and put more development into into your character interactions. I think the character act- interactions in 5 are, I guess, for the series. Like, again, I look at some of the social links, and I don't care. Mm. I taught Dr. Lady. I thought that was interesting.
2: <laughs> I did like Dr. Lady. But,
1: I, but again, I, I'm a total pervert, so I mean... Like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, like me with the nurse in Portland. it was like, yes, I need to know what's going to happen. Here. See, you liked
5: hot doctor lady. I liked hot gun merchant.
1: A hot gun merchant was great. I will, <laughs> I will, I will totally get behind the hot gun merchant as well.
5: Though uh, I, I have to admit, um, the the non playable social link I maxed out first was the teacher, since she had the best benefit which was uh, being able to do, like, a dungeon and, um, like, doing a social yeah, link at night. Link,
1: yeah.
6: Yeah.
5: yeah.
1: I, but, hers and the, the classmate was the other one I did, because he was the one that double and tripled your XP. Yeah. Which was handy as well. He was annoying as fuck, and I didn't like him, and I wanted to punch him in the face every time. He's like, I want to, like, show the world that I'm, I work with the Phantom Thieves. It's like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> What do you actually do? Well, I'm the annoying sidekick that, like, writes about them and tells people their stories. He's like, you're also the squealer, which means as a squealer, you will die. Stitches get stitches. You know, that that's where, like, I'm kind of mad about Junya. They could have went the route of making him more like a Yakuza. <laughs> and I would have been more into that. But the fact that they didn't go that route, like, I'm like, damn, like, that is a missed opera fucking tunity. <laughs> Played the part perfectly as like a kingpin, but no, couldn't even do that. And it, it to shed
5: some positivity. Yeah, I, I see where you you guys are coming from about you know the the characters and stuff like that. I do think that this game had weaker characters, but at the same time, my my favorite thing about this game was that I felt like the story had bigger stakes because. Yeah, no, that's true.
6: Yeah,
1: that's
5: true. You know, and for you you're just kind of solving murders and it kind of gets. It's Scooby
6: Doo. Yeah, it's Scooby Doo.
5: But this one, you know, you become a sensation and everybody knows about you. And when it hits that plot twist where, the, you know, you find out that, well, or you think that um, Joker committed suicide. Had, oh, like my that,
6: that was wonderful.
5: my, mm-hmm. my jaw was on the floor and see, having rage go wow, he actually did it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!"
1: That that plot twist, I will say, for the bloatedness that was those two dungeons before it,
2: yeah, and the dungeons that come blocked. after it,
1: <laughs> yeah, was was in fact worth it. Like that that was a very clever plot twist, and it was yeah. a clever explanation of it as well. Um, you don't get a lot of plot twists like that, even in literature, where mm-hmm. like it's that genuine gasp of "Holy shit!" Like he did it, and,
5: and and bear in mind, I screwed it up the first time. So <laughs> yeah,
1: because
5: I, I I don't know what I did wrong, or no, I I got confused about the choices that you were supposed to make for that
1: decision point, and yeah, we, we missed a character in talking without that plot twist. The biggest Which? piece of human garbage of them all. Oh,
2: God. Oh! This yeah, car- well, we have technically gotten to that dungeon, so I think that's why... Yeah, we're so, kind of all over the place. Yes, we are. because
1: I'm it's fine, and I'm very to keep consistency. So, character really is the true villain of Persona 5.
6: Goro Akechi.
1: Went, Goro Akechi. You look at Goro Akechi, and he is like this, I'm a master detective, and it's like, human garbage, because you're a bad detective. Yeah. Like I'll be honest, like when I was playing the game and he kept coming up and he's like, "I want to be your buddy." It's like, "Oh, go fuck you, bitch." No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't I don't want you being my friend. I don't want you near my friends. Don't you touch my cat. I, my cat sense is that you're a piece of shit. I th-
5: I think no, I they point. were tr- I think they were trying to make a another version of the detective that ended up being behind it all in Persona 4, but trying to mask it mask it a little bit better and have him be more part of the story instead of just, you know, it kind of coming out of
1: nowhere. Oh, it
5: was me the whole time.
1: I'm so mad, too, because with a catchy in particular, I figured it out too quickly. Yeah, yeah so did I. It's like, you're... No, you're scum. You're actual scum, and there is no redeeming quality for you in the slaves, and even when the uh, game attempts to throw that in... Uh, th- and
2: that's where the game totally lost me, where you get to that final boss battle or well it's not the final boss battle but the boss battle with goro and you defeat him and then his shadow comes to take him out and take out the fandom thieves and then he turns around to save everyone and they're like no no don't and i'm like like what goro he's he's been a sociopath the whole time he's talking about you know tons of people to get what Yeah. And all to get back at his dad. And I'm like, why, why the hell are we sad that he's dying? You know, like I, 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 the game just totally lost me there.
1: Well, and part of it is, is like, when you look at where Akechi fits into a lot of things, um, he's a, he is another one of the characters that's very poorly developed. Because he is supposed to be this interpretation of wrath. And when you think about he and Shido shared the same sin, um, but I actually would argue, like, Cheetos is actually more interesting because it's all about, like, again, he wants to be the only thing that people care about in the world. He wants to be the household name. He wants to be the millionaire. He wants to be the big daddy. And it comes across, like, clearly. Whereas you look at a catch and it's like, I'm mad at you, daddy. And it's like, great, you're having a child like hissy fit. No one fucking takes you seriously. Not even your dad. Like, so I'm... Just a, just a parallel. I am watching Gundam uh, Iron Blooded Orphans, and there is a character named Iak Kujan, basically Goro Akechi, mm. and equally as fucking dumb. And it, I could it, handle Eok over fucking Goro because Goro pretends to be, smart. It, to be it, smart.
5: it makes me sad that they wasted one of the better personas, Robin Hood, on Goro.
1: And sorry, he was Robin Hood. I got him in a Haru mix. Haru, yeah, yeah, Haru's
5: is Milady
1: and she had the little dress. Okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, rob, Robin has such a cool story, and it doesn't fit his character in the slightest. No.
6: Not We're at really all.
1: trying to go for the weird, like, Rob from the rich to steal from the poor, but when you think about Goro's actions throughout the entire story, like, that never actually comes up. No, he's and totally selfish. <laughs> Kind of looking, and it, it's like I don't actually understand why that persona choice was made. Like again, if you look at some of the other ones, and I'll, I'll use Ana as an example because this is one of the things I do like about her character. Um, they gave her Carmen. You know, Carmen is sultry and sexy, and again, she knows how to kind of blend into her surroundings. on may be dumb as shit. Ana embodies those exact qualities throughout the game. Um, and if you look at like how the characters are set up with their personas, all of them make sense for the most part, except uh-huh. Goro. like i'm I'm with you guys on that. like Garos is just it's just weird. Um, I don't know, a, a catchy just weird way if they were trying to go almost even for Adachi levels. Dachi was also a piece of human garbage, but he was Mm -hmm. ten times more interesting, because at least he admits to the kind of person he truly is. Whereas I think Goro spends a lot of time being like, but I'm not like that. Like, I'm mad at my dad, but I'm not like that. And it's like, no, you are. Horrific. You're okay with killing people. And yet, at the same time, you justify it in your head as though, like, you are some kind of noble prick. Yeah. I think makes his character so problematic but I think it can work like I think for certain kinds of people playing the game his character does work for them uh, I mean remember this is a man who's like i have killed people but it's for the sake of nobility and it's like noble in what you do Nah. and uh
2: well thank oh, God I mean, he you might could you might could justify it for the other people he killed you know like most of them were bad guys but like i said we started out the game with him killing all those innocent people on the On the train line, just like they didn't do anything. They weren't bad guys.
1: When you think of his justification of the kind of people they were going to become, in his eyes, you know, they were going to become as bad as, you know, the big corporate people and stuff like that. Like, remember, Goro doesn't believe in the little man. No. Why? When you like contrast him to the Phantom Thieves, the Phantom Thieves are obviously all about fighting for the people who can't fight for themselves especially fighting for themselves. Um, you know, I am so frustrated by Persona 5 because I love the concept of the Phantom Thieves. I love what they stand for. I love a lot of this, the chivalry in a weird way that comes with being a Phantom. But as the game goes on, like, you know, when you get to Adachi, when you get to Shido, when you get to Okamura, missing. It's like the spark kind of, dies yeah gets that really cool plot twist and it's like oh sparks back sparks back like clearly this is this is going to go in a good direction and then it kind of just womp womp down the hill
2: (laughs) it goes on for quite a long voice after that plot twist
1: i wish truthfully they had just ended it at the plot twist because i actually think that would have been a cool way to end it
2: yeah,
5: because yeah, after that, it gets into all of that stuff about Igor not being who he says he is. and
2: Which, I mean, that itself was kind of like an interesting plot twist. Cause...
5: It kind of was, but it also came out of nowhere.
2: Yeah. Well, Actually... I mean, part of that was like, I don't think that was the English thing, but I, like the guy who had always done Igor's voice actor in Japan had passed away before they made this game. Uh-huh. So they had to replace him. So, you know, like, that's part of the thing when you're playing the game and you start out with Igor in the Velvet Room, as you always do. Like, he has a different voice in Persona 5. And I just kind of assumed, like, probably, like, most people, like, oh, okay, you know, the voice actor in Japan died. They replaced him. So it was kind of like this, you know, like, one-up thing where they're trying to play with your expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a that's
1: cool idea from da-
2: Yeah, yeah. So they're...
1: It's it- interesting, too, it like... like a- why? <laughs> it,
6: it was an
2: interesting idea to like play with your expectations, especially if you like even more like, like like the the more of a fan you are who where you're likely to know the kind of level of detail, like you're getting played with even more.
5: <laughs> oh, I I I didn't think that they was gonna mess with it until they had that reveal and then he you know, he has the voice that you're used to and it's like, Okay, well played persona. You you got me there. I honestly thought that you changed the voice actor and I, I should have known that that was not an accident. That now
1: apparently it kind of was, since the Japanese actor died. I don't know. You know, it, it again. It's an interesting plot twist that comes out of fucking woodwork.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> again, I'm torn on it because on one hand's like, oh, I did not expect that, and then on the other side of me's going, That's and
3: not it, it, it would have
2: been better <laughs> if it wasn't also a done. To-
1: And, you know, we haven't
5: even talked about Mementos, which ties into the last bit. I
4: don't
1: like Mementos. I I, don't. like. I like Applus. bus is
2: cool. It's kind of weird because I kind of like Mementos. I kind of like the random dungeons, but I really don't like that they had both Mementos and, you know, the story dungeons. It was just too much.
5: I kind of liked that they had both Mementos and the story dungeons because... uh, you know, I, I thought Tartarus was a little bit tedious, and when I yeah. wanted to run around in Persona 5, I got sick of running around the same places to go grind. So it was nice having a nice blend, for me, having a nice blend of the two styles, even though it did kind of bother me that, you know, if if you miss stuff in the story dungeons, you could never go back after you finished them.
1: Mementos is, I think, a really interesting concept. I think it was too big for its own fucking good. Mm-hmm. I wish, given that it's considered mostly additional content, that it—I wish that it was streamlined. I wish it had been shorter.
2: Well, it, it's um, additional, but you got to do it if you want to get the good ending.
1: To get the good ending, it's not—it's not really,
2: you know. <laughs> it's, a, it's optional, but optional. not optional.
1: <laughs> you might just ignore the fucking existence of it. I did go get the true ending.
2: To be I fair, did but hear people. I did hear people who thought it was optional and they got to that point in the story and they had to do whatever it was like 100 and something floors nope. in a row. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that must have been pretty miserable for them.
5: See, I always made a point to get to the very end of mementos at the end of each chapter that way oh, my wow. level that way my levels could be topped off that oh, way. That's I'd have what plenty I was doing. Money.
2: I'm very much the min-maxer on Persona so yeah, yeah I was doing that.
1: Well also just I think it was good incentive to make sure that you had it done before the next story beat just because then you weren't like wasting additional precious time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. like I liked the way that the substory or the side missions were kind of linked to it. Like that I liked and I liked mm-hmm. that you know you could just kind of roam around open a door maybe the door has a side quest maybe it doesn't. Um, I just, like I said, I just wish it wasn't as long because it's not built like Tartarus. Again, Tartarus's expectation is you go up the tower. Mementos is you go to hell, right? (gasps) (laughs) I look at it and I'm like, I like this. I do. I think it was, again, I think Joshua has it right in this case, at least for me, where it's it's too much. It's still too much given how long all the dungeons are. I think if it had been streamlined a little better or if the dungeons had been streamlined better, I'd even accept that. Yeah. Um, it would be great. Like, that's, on a gameplay design trading point about Persona 5 is, again, you're bloated, and it's like, oh my god, like, the dungeon the dungeon I just finished was really fucking long. Now Mementos <laughs> is really fucking long. I just <laughs> want to go back and, like, make some friends and hang out in, like, Harajuku and just relax. And, and um,
2: that's, that's been my problem since 3, where Persona... Like like it gives you that incentive to you know like maximize your dungeon time so you have the maximum amount of social link time but that means you can spend like three or four hours doing nothing but dungeon crawling straight in a row and it just it it wears you down sometimes or it does me
1: it does i I'm with you like and maybe I'm just again getting old crutchy and have less time
2: uh, um, I'm definitely in that camp
1: i'm not I'm not for that shit anymore no. Nah. Like, do, uh, do, do you guys think
5: this game, this game, ha- or the Persona series as a whole, is starting to have a Dragon Quest problem where people think that if it's not a what is an eighty-hour Dragon Quest, that they're not getting their money's worth?
1: I think people are stupid most days. <laughs> <laughs> to, to answer your question, I think that that is actually the case. I think again, people have expectations of developers and what their money should be worth and two is a long-running series but let's be realistic here when people think about persona they think about three four and five they don't acknowledge mm-hmm. the first two um nope. because those are very different games how dare they exist yeah, yeah. Um,
2: they don't persona, have li- mythos. <laughs> that's why they true. don't exist
1: um persona suffers from the problem of such a unique world that people got invested in, whereas when you look at Dragon Quest, I mean, Dragon Quest has really been the same thing for many years, just always slightly getting a little better. Persona railroads itself by trying to make large-scale changes that don't work in its favor a lot of the time. Like... I admit my gold standard is three. I think Tartarus is kind of obnoxious. I won't lie, but I was Jesus fucking Christ in that game. (laughs) I cared about those characters. I cared. I felt angry. I loved like every second of that game. I have played it far too many times that, you know, I can recite it. (laughs) Probably can't, but you know, whereas I look at four and four has these amazing ideas, but again, it started to get more full that's where you start to really see the series bloatedness yeah
5: and I don't and know I guess, guess we, I guess we could take a break and talk
0: about some of the systems and
1: stuff that's like that yes. Systems, yes. I will say
0: Speaking of 100-hour, 120-hour <laughs> yeah. experience apologies. and stuff.
1: This is why I clearly don't come on back. All <laughs>
0: yeah, right. No,
1: it's fine. I, I mean, I, I really still
2: just needs to take a break.
0: break. Well, I just want to make sure we lock this stuff in, because, heaven forbid, y'all have yeah, gotten two hours of thoughts logged out, and we don't uh, get it actually saved by computer crashes. So, uh, Just on the story
5: alone, no less.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there let's, is a big story here. So let's uh, let's make sure. Uh, so we're gonna take a break. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and save this, and then we'll come back and talk some more Persona Five. So hold on tight.
4: It's now or never, and I've got to make my decision. This time could be my moment. If this is my a chance to fulfill my mission. All oh, my life is over One strike just a them. I'm out of his field of vision Don't ask if I'm ready But I'm ready to strike him down now I just on the new stars There's no time for in What keeps me going? Take back what the lost to the bosses of freedom, and fear yeah. Don't ask if I'm ready, but I'm ready to take them down now. The fight for a new start is constantly drawing nearer.
0: I'm talking about the uh, the story and the characters, but I want to hear more about. Oh my gosh, we got the you know the graphics, the music, the gameplay. I'm sure there's some other stuff we want to dive into. Can
5: we talk
1: about the battle system? It's oh, amazing.
5: I I love the battle system in this. I, I think it t- took everything about the previous games and just made it even better. I tell you,
0: like I've been pretty quiet because. I haven't gotten that far in the game. So I want to I let you, you guys do most of the expert talking. But I have played through like two or three chapters and just going through like, yeah, like the combat and the way, you know, the combat flows so much smoother, feels better balanced. And, and then you combine that with the visuals and the music. and It's, oh, yeah,
1: it's a beautiful package.
0: It's a package. Mm. Holy cow. I mean, why wouldn't you want to spend 130 hours in random dungeons when it's got such a beautiful package?
1: Well, <laughs> I made a point, Bill. Actually, because on one hand, yeah, graphically, when you're doing the combat and stuff, it's a pretty beautiful game. Some of those dungeons are but ugly.
6: Yeah.
5: Yeah, some of them are. I I thought the casino looked really nice. Okay. Um,
1: Madarame's was pretty. Yeah. yeah. The spaceport made me want to kill myself. Uh, so, the so ship made me want to kill myself.
2: Yeah. Some some of these, uh, it, it looks more like, hey, we're we're just a a, a slight step up from the PS2.
1: But oh, uh, just like the the accent use of color in this game, though, like having the red on black, and then like with the jazzy music and everything, like you get into it, like you really mm-hmm. do. Like the press, the way that the press turn system works in this game. Um, I think you're right Kelly like it borrowed from the games and just like from 3 and 4 and made it better like combat is fun in that oh it's so fun <laughs> like you get into it you can swap your characters in and out um, which is lets me do that now which games should have been doing it sooner uh, is awesome yep. Like kudos to you Final Fantasy 10 of all fucking games <laughs> you had a mechanic that was great <laughs> That more games should have done sooner. Um, like, having the baton pass, having the ability to, you know, wake your characters up uh, should something go wrong. There, there was a lot of fabulous little bits and bobs that, you know what, like, when you raise those social links nice and high, the, the, the perks were worth it, for sure.
2: Yeah. Okay, I'm probably the only one, and it, it, it will probably out me as someone who's not really a true SMT fan, but I really wasn't a fan of the demon negotiation. I think it's I I think it's just kind of like most of the text is just kind of boring and tedious. Like this is the least bad demon negotiation I've played in an SMT game, but it's still mostly kind of boring and tedious.
5: Uh it's it's always kind of been like that. You're not wrong. I mean, um, it's great for the people
2: who really want to max out the compendium, but other than that, like I I I would just take the uh the card shuffling, quite honestly.
1: I liked card shuffling too. Just I liked of it. I, I necessarily, like, with the Niba Negotiation, I've never really been a fan of playing, let me read your mind. Uh, oh! i punch you in the face. It's just like, fuck off and die. Like I don't mean, I mean game it's
2: game. not like Persona uh, 1 bad where you had like... I I,
6: still I remember. wish
1: they hadn't put it in this game. Yeah. Actually, again, if we're running with uh, the way in which Persona has transformed from 3 and 4, it doesn't fit. Yeah. Like, they were trying to appease fans from 1 and 2, except that fans from 1 and 2 likely, (laughs) uh, well, when you think about it, right, most of them generally, from my understanding, is that they don't like 3 and 4. Yeah, Yeah, but that's
5: that's, that's so stemmed into gatekeeping, I've found that I don't even
1: really acknowledge those fans. Um, Um, But it's, demon negotiation in this game doesn't fit. I I just felt like, for me personally, um, like, it didn't add a dimension, one and two, where it's really noticeable. Um, Again, combat is so much slower in those games. So when you add demon negotiation to a game that has a very fast combat system, it it can drag it down quite a bit. So when you have card shuffle in, you know, three and four, like, again, that's just quick enough that you're not feeling like uh, additional time or pressure has been put on you. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, again, I don't hate demon negotiation. I don't. Um, it's just one of those things where with Persona 5, I felt a lot of indifference towards it. Um, it's like, great. I, I got this demon, I guess. Oh, no, I, I, I got punched in the face. Okay. I guess I deserve that. Um, I don't know. I was, ne- I was, I've never been big on demon negotiation. Like, it's there. It's a thing. You
5: know, if, if they removed it from the next Persona game, I wouldn't be that upset. But they, I, would hope that they wouldn't remove it from at least the next um SM proper SMT game because it's such a huge part of SMT proper.
2: I'm sure they will be an SMT proper.
5: Yeah, no, exactly. I don't. know. I, it's I'm like with that so.
2: it's like Dragon Quest, you know, being turn based. You know, all of, they're just some things that are going to stay like that.
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I could definitely see some people having a
1: fit over it to, though, but. That that's right, on now. Everyone has shit fits over the dumbest things and forget that video games are meant to be enjoyed.
5: Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, mean, I agree. I mean, it, it's why Pokemon took, what, 20 years to kind of try something different without having gems. <laughs>
1: and, how, and how dare it do that?
5: How yeah. dare it
1: not be a real Pokemon game? And then you play it and you're like, I actually like this. This is a neat change. Yeah. So, again... I think series can totally make great large-scale changes for the better. I just think fans are shitbags most of the time who are just like, you touched my thing, and you touched it hard, and why did you do that? And it's like, I mean, people bitched about the way the press turn system was done in this game, and it's like, I'm sorry, did you want Persona 4 over again? Because if you want that, go play Persona 4. Go, you know, have your little, you know dick wanking competition over there cuz I'm not interested in that because this is Persona 5 and we should be progressing in some way. You know that that's one thing
5: I'll give the Final Fantasy series credit for. They're not afraid to shake it up a little bit. Um, it doesn't al- it doesn't always work, but I appreciate that <laughs> they're not afraid to shake it up.
1: I I distinctly remember an editorial that Michael wrote about how Final Fantasy should learn to go green and as i've gotten older you know there there are battle systems again like any series there are battle systems that are just junk we need to reinvent the wheel so hard yeah it, it can make a fan worried right mm-hmm. i mean look at something like final fantasy 12 some people love that combat system and other people are just like it's so hands off i can go make a sandwich great wow. and i think persona 5 kind of kind of unfortunately is in a similar boat it made enough changes to be its own thing you still have people crying foul because it's not as good as Persona 4. I mean, I mean if I
5: want to play the same game that I've played for 20 years, that's what I've got Dragon Quest for, and that's what I tell people.
1: <laughs> Amazing how much and this is a little slightly off topic, how much we easily kind of like allow Dragon Quest to have a free pass. <laughs> And it's true, like, Dragon Quest is the one series, and I mean, I, I will bitch about Dragon Quest, and I fucking adore the shit out of it, oh, but it's I, like, I, you know, it the times, right? But think about no, it. No, we, we did not Dragon... cut
3: Dragon Quest Seven a free pass. No, yes, we didn't. I've, I
1: have not played that one, so I will...
3: You should, Stan. I know you have loads and loads of time to wander around backtracking endlessly. <laughs> and I know
0: I, I, think, I didn't give you know, six a free pass.
1: I mean, like... Fans tend to give series like Dragon Quest a free pass because at the end of the day, it's, well, it's Dragon Quest. It's not going to learn its lesson anyways, right? It's not going to try to be new and different. I mean, let's look at 11. 11 lets you do all kinds of new things, and it's like, oh, my God, but it still feels like Dragon Quest. Hey,
5: they have uh, actual save points out in the, out in the world the, the, now, so they tried. I know.
1: They tried. I'm proud of them. I can also swap my characters in and out and yes. not have to worry about, do I need to go to a pro? Do I need to wait till I'm dead? Essentially to switch. Them? Um, I digress. I mean, this is not about persona five, but I mean, you know, again, persona five is, it's a great package. Like when you listen to the soundtrack, the soundtrack's really jazzy. It's really upbeat. Again, I will make my statement from the beginning
0: wait 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 wait, wait. Are, are we doing comic? overall are we doing overall yeah, stuff or do we yeah, still have I am just the
1: fucking thing. with you okay yeah,
0: okay alright do, do have...
1: never we... see you coming is still not as good as freaking you know mass destruction mass destruction will always win my heart because let's be honest when you hear baby 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 like how can you not get freaking excited about <laughs> it <laughs>
2: I like the soundtrack in five, but it did not have um, as many. Three and four did.
5: See, I I love 5s. So I think 5s is my favorite soundtrack. But oh, let's be real—the
2: best
0: soundtrack of all, Persona Q. Man, I can't get that combat music out of my head. It makes no sense. I've read the lyrics, it makes no sense, but I can't stop.
5: But part of why I like five soundtrack so much is because it's a. I love seventies music and the whole game just sounds like a like uh it should be out of Saturday Night Fever.
1: Or Olivia Newton John should have scored it. Yeah.
5: Yeah, just all that stuff. Oh I I I'm just so into it and oh, you know, hear he, hearing hard. that wah wah guitar kick in when the, with the um th- that one song that da 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 I just I, it makes me want to go rob a bank. <laughs>
1: Megaro knows <laughs> how to get you excited. It's okay. He makes you want to hit sway. And, you know, again, you as you said, you could drop a bank listening to that music. yeah I it's, mean, it, 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 it weirdly is kind of like reminiscent to me of like Cowboy Bebop's Tank. It's that same level of and you're just mm-hmm. kind like, yep, I'm into this. Let's go. Let's make this work. And, ah, uh, shit. Ah, uh, shit. There's people in my way, but. But getting back to the graphics
5: just for a second I am amazed At how awesome the UI is In this game
1: Yes, oh my goodness, yes, it's and, really great
5: And I, I'm glad it's a little bit Less of garish of a color this time around That the theme is more red Because I gotta admit, I got sick of that eye-blinding Yellow uh, Of course, at the, for Persona 4 But at the time, I had just bought an LCD TV So it I just remember It being kind of seared that All that yellow just being seared into my brain so it was nice to have some easy ui on the eyeballs i tell <laughs> you it, it was supposed
1: to be golden yellow but it kind of looked like bee yellow it, it,
0: yeah it is super bright on the on the original vita oled that mm-hmm. son of far oh, golden yeah. was really golden let me tell
2: you
4: golden uh, showers <laughs> like,
0: I,
2: I know everyone talks about the ui in this game but i still think that the one in tokyo mirage sessions looks better
1: yeah I have not played That's that
2: true. game either. well there is There well, is it's stuck on that 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 console that no one has the wii u <laughs> That's why.
1: I do have it it's just one
0: of those things where like most things
2: polishing
0: time, time there was then, so so i mean when it came like i i liked it, the 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 u i the graphics the you know for the most part the way the cities you know and, and everything pretty much looked um, but there was one big negative for me because it brought back horrific memories of a PlayStation One title. A Playstation One title where nobody has a face. <laughs> Miki oh, yeah. knows. Miki knows what I'm talking you about. Grand stream saga? Oh she said it. Oh, oh.
3: And this I wasn't going to say it, Sam. You uh, said I'm Really considering uh, it. No feelings. So she has. Fine. She has. You no are mercy. now responsible for the nightmares that uh, Phil is going to have tonight.
0: I won't be able to sleep tonight. All of those people, none of all those people in the town with no faces. How is this a PlayStation Four title? And we can't even have like generic cut and paste faces or stuff. I just don't understand. sweetheart.
1: You called me Thanos earlier. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's
4: horrible.
0: It's the it's stuff you know, of
3: no, this, is, this is suitable revenge.
0: Oh my gosh, it was so horrible. Why why couldn't they have faces? I don't understand. It's the year 2019 for crying out. Oh, 2017. What is that for crying out loud? I just I don't understand. We're not dealing with PlayStation 1. It's PlayStation 4. <sighs> for what
1: it's worth. Unlike Grand Stream Saga, I think there is a stylistic choice in terms of. Again, how the story functions, I think having them as faceless people uh, evokes this idea that, again, everyone is not truly seen. And that's a very big theme. And uh, when you do the side quests, you know, like you meet a lot of people who just they feel so alone or they feel so angry or frustrated. But those things, it's they're, they're
0: truly faceless people. I saw them. I, I, I can see them that they had no faces. That's I, fair.
1: I Shall that. I snap my fingers and kill all of them and, you know, take out half the population? Yeah, half the faceless population.
5: Uh, so let me ask you something, Sam. Do you think this game kind of feels half-baked because of the um, development problems that it seemed to have? Oh, f- hell fucking yes. Yeah. Because I, I looked into it and I I remember the teaser trailer being showed in like 2013. And it was that teaser trailer that showed the Falls um, and, chains. Balls and yeah. chains. And, you know, looking into it and then it was like, it's coming out winter 2014. And then winter 2014, it's like, it's coming out winter 2015. And then eventually it was 2016, and then I think Alex on Discord said that it, it was in development hell even before it, it started development when Catherine was yeah. completed. Yeah. Yep. And you know it, it was supposed to be a PlayStation 3 game initially, and because it got delayed so many times, they actually moved it over the PlayStation 4 and tried to buff up the graphics so that it could be it could look better. And I wonder how many revisions the story kind of went through going I through all it's of a that lot. delay.
1: I think yeah. it's a lot because when you look at the level of inconsistency in the story, I think the beginning tells one one interpretation. I think the middle says another. And I think the ending, which we didn't really talk about, Yeah, oh yeah, let's is, get to
2: the ending. Oh lordy.
1: I think the worst offender of the bunch because it doesn't fit the other two parts. Um, yeah. I mean, again, you're looking at an, a story about you know people trying to gain, and yet you kind of lose that message towards the end. Like, I, I wonder at the end of the day, I don't feel like the goal of the Thieves is at all clear by the end of the game anymore. Like, it's almost muddled. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, like, at the, ga- at the beginning of the game, the convictions are clear, the goals are solid, like, you know exactly what they're trying to do. And then, yeah, even when they get their big fame... The characters behave like they still know what their resolve is and what their story is. But I think for the player, there's this huge miscommunication. Um, I think when you do the Holy Grail section, so the, the last bit, I think is a great example of that. Because, again, the characters are conveying, like, yep, yeah, we, we we did our job. We, we successfully, you know, sold our message. Um, and yet, you kind of look at that final boss fight and it's like, what message were you actually trying to convey anymore? Mm-hmm. I think development hell is probably a huge part of that. I I kind of wonder, in a lot of ways, like how many people were assigned to the story and how many hands were in the pot.
2: it, it, is it a function of one of those things where the JRPG always has to end with you killing God. Like they're not yeah. they're not satisfied with you just killing off a politician. Like, here's no, no, the thing. You raise the stakes.
1: Persona three, I mean, is consistent throughout the entire game that mm-hmm. you're Jesus fucking Christ. Yep. Right? Yep. So to get to the end and to kill Nyx and to make her pay for her sins is consistent throughout. When you go kill God at the end of Persona five, there's no there's nothing satisfying It, you it
5: think
2: came about out it. of nowhere.
1: <laughs> well, I would
2: rather like, go fight
1: it? the stupid
5: uh the magic eight ball from four. Yeah. I, I guess one could say you never saw it coming.
0: Oh gosh! <laughs> oh, oh, did you see what she did there? Did you see that? Oh, gross! No, you didn't see it coming. You did it.
1: I don't. And that's just it. Like those last three dungeons, especially the the one that comes before the Holy Grail, the um, the one where it's the the Echo Chamber. Yeah. That's another one where it's like, okay, again, like I know that's supposed to link into the idea of their popularity. Where does that ring back in the beginning of the game, I wonder? I don't think that was even there to begin with. Mm -hmm. Story evolves in such a peculiar way. It's kind of infuriating to think that this game was in development hell. It shows in a way that some other games that have been in development hell don't have that problem. It's kind of on par when you think about it with Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, Um, yeah. Fifteen is a delightful romp of boys being boys. Um, <laughs> that game felt inconsistent the whole goddamn time. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, fifteen. Poor fifteen. I am, I am more forgiving towards fifteen than I am Persona Five, and I think it's because being with such low expectations.
3: <laughs> yep, me too. <laughs> because, because when you Wait, think about Sam, the long, you lo- you loved thirteen. Everybody did.
1: No, I'm talking about fifteen, sweetheart.
3: 15, I know, but 13 was the predecessor.
1: Well, just 13. 13 was garbage. Let's not even go there. Hey, I <laughs> like 13. You can love it, sweetheart. Uh, I'm gonna, I will apologize because I love you, but Mike, I can make
0: those You know what really too. raised the bar for her was Lightning Returns. Let's just be honest.
5: Hey, I, I, I loved all three games in the Lightning Trilogy. What I did had, I do for you? No, wrong game. Wrong game.
3: I don't love 13 too because I can't get it to work.
1: <laughs>
3: I look at... 15's
1: inconsistency, and again, I had no high expectations for that. Like, I didn't even expect to play it, whereas Persona 5, I knew I was going to play. I was already like, I'm invested in this series. Whereas Final Fantasy, I was like, I gave up on hope on years ago. <laughs> right? So, I I kind of feel bad that in a weird way, there's a part of me that goes he's slightly the better game in my brain yeah. like was, what
0: is what, wrong with me we keep going I mean, to this overview stuff do, do do we have like more feelings though on we talked about the combat we talked about the music and the graphics well, what about like the you know we talked a bit about the social links did y'all feel that the social links and the things that you could do and and building your character yes. stats and stuff was 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 that i know one of my favorite parts of some of the previous persona games was just going through some of the side character stories through the social link system was that engaging
1: Here's the thing. We talked about the good social links in the
5: game. I like that the social links in this one actually – like even the non-combat ones give you perks though.
1: Oh, yeah. the re- yeah. Again, the rewards were worth it um, compared to, again, just I'm learning about someone's story.
2: Um, uh, I did love the one little tidbit they did where you meet the, uh, you meet the devil social link at the Crossroads bar.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, great. That was great. Great little touch. And voiced by Wendy Lee.
2: Yeah.
1: you <laughs> will say, um, I, so I went to Japan last, uh, last September, and I did think a lot about Persona 5, actually, while I was there, because one of the things I did like about the game was you were traveling around Tokyo, you were going to the different neighborhoods, you were kind of seeing like, how each neighborhood had a personality. Mm
6: -hmm.
1: Um, And when I actually went to Japan, like, that rings completely true in a lot of ways. Um, Especially, for example, when you deal with, like, the chess player, for example, who's from Kanda. Like, Kanda is such a low-key area compared to, you know, when you go to Akihaibara with with Futaba.
6: Mm It's
1: in Glamour and electronics and it's busy um the game does a wonderful job of making you feel like you're legitimately in japan so i i will give it props for that i mean it is it is no yakuza nothing is is. which is i think an unfair comparison in my head i know um but I, I did like that part of the social links allowed you to go to these different areas and explore and, and get a feeling for not just the character's experience, but uh, the way in which Tokyo itself is its own character. So I, I like that a lot.
5: And um, just some other quirks I wrote down just to kind of discuss. Um, I, I thought it was hilarious that the, when this game first came out that Atlas had a ban on um, streaming it.
2: Oh, jeez, yes, yes. That was yes. No kidding. They're, it's like, they are you,
5: you square next? They're not square-y.
2: They're, they're silly, heavy-handed thing. Was that really about spoilers, or was it just about, like, trying to, you know, maximize their money? Who knows? Um,
5: well, I I think it was a little bit of both. Um, at the time, Japan, well, I mean, that was when Nintendo had implemented that whole YouTube partners thing where you had to... Uh, like register with them Mm -hmm. and be an official Nintendo person or whatever. And they took like part of your money. And Uh, I mean,
2: how many people got into persona because of like giant bomb let's plays?
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of companies have kind of let up on that after they realized that like, wait a minute, streaming is completely free advertising. We should probably embrace the stuff. But yeah, that, that was a thing that happened when the game came out. Um, I I liked that you could hit the touchpad and see what other people did with certain uh, what 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 people did with their day.
2: Yeah, that was a no, whole, yeah, whole was from Golden, really wasn't it? Wasn't
5: that a I whole don't rem-
1: Golden?
2: Uh, I think. You
1: no, know, I I don't remember. Do you, Kelly? I
5: don't remember either because I tend to play my Vita with the Wi-Fi turned off to
1: increase the battery. Mm. Yeah, I did that too.
2: I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Golden had something like.
1: That. Yeah. I appreciate that they had a social mechanic like that, though. Like, it's an it
5: was a neat idea. It was really handy for answering the questions because I didn't feel like uh, grabbing my phone and googling half the answers. I
2: think think that part was new. I think I think in (laughs) as I recall, Golden had the thing where you could check and see what people did that day, like Mm -hmm. you could see how many people did what social links. But I think the answering the questions was new in Five, if I recall correctly.
1: I I like the one quirk you have here, Uh, the Naoto being referenced on the TV set in the cafe. Yeah, I saw that bit, and I was just like, my my heart was so heavy. Yep,
6: yep.
2: Uh, Because I do love Naoto.
1: Naoto is wonderful, and she does not get her goddamn due. No, No, she doesn't. (laughs) Like, babies, I've said tonight, so my apologies. Um, but no, she, she, there there was a
2: part of me that that kind of wanted now to just show up in the game at some
1: point. It's kind of interesting, (laughs) like, again, it would have been interesting to have somebody like legitimately from four kind of show up because I mean, they did that with Persona, with Persona four, like when they go to three, you know, town and shit like that. Um, and that, like, again, those were always nice touches, so it was kind of weird in five that, like, there wasn't really like a a nice obvious connection. Mm-hmm. Other than auto, obviously. Yeah, and even but even that, it's like, oh come on! Like it would have been nice to see her. It would have been nice to really. Heck, her. I wonder if it would have been a better story if they would have had her be the detective, <laughs> like the yes. the one playing alongside them. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be a fantastic foil for Goro Akechi. Yeah. And then... Like, I'm um, already 30 steps ahead of you, bitch. (laughs) And then just a complete
5: transgression here. I I have a tuxedo cat, and I sincerely regret not naming her Morgana. Your cat is darling. (laughs) Because when I got out my collector's edition today to kind of look look at it again. I got the bag out, and of course I showed her the bag, and she was immediately interested in it, and she crawled into it and had her head poking out just like Morgana does when um, he's out of mementos, and I just like, oh my god, I, there's like a perfect cosplay opportunity here somewhere.
1: Cats are cute. I, I actually always liked when Morgana was more in the actual cat.
5: Yes, yes, I did too. Sar-
1: Cause the sarcasm that came out was perfect.
5: As as a matter of fact, one of my favorite scenes is when he pops his head out of the bag, and somebody's like, you have a cat on the train. You're not supposed to have a cat on the train. (laughs) And and you go, oh, well, it's a toy cat. And they're like, yeah, and the kid's like, well, let me prove it. Prove that it's a toy cat. And your option is to, uh, uh, well, the option I hit was to button mash. So you kind of smack the cat on the back of the head. (laughs) To <laughs> get it to talk, which I don't condone cat cruelty at all, period. But that scene was hilarious.
1: I actually met when I was at Tokyo Game Show. There was a the Morgana mascot was there, so there was a teddy, a Morgana, and a I guess the Morgana cosplayer was going around stealing stuff from the booths and then trying to <laughs> hand it to people in the lineups. But because his hands had no grip, he was dropping everything. Uh, just. I will. I will say again. As much as I am not the biggest Morgana fan, that person made my day because <laughs> it's just like you're trying to give free stuff to people, but your hands don't work. <laughs> You
5: poor them <laughs> Well, as somebody who used to have a, a fursuit as a furry, you know, making the paws actually grippy is really hard.
1: I was going to say, I, I don't doubt that. Like it was, like I said, it was pretty darling to watch. It's like, I know you're trying to be like, I want to give you things, but I can't. And that's where I'm like, well, why didn't you ask? I guess to help you steal things, you little phantom thief.
5: <laughs> we have said a lot about Persona 5. Yes, we did. Yes, we have. But... I mean, you guys you guys sound pretty down on it, but did you somewhat enjoy?
0: Again. I finished
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't stick for 130 hours if I totally Unless it. Unless you're doing a review. There's some yeah, dumb I'm stories thinking. I have. Yeah. Oh,
1: again, my downness on the game comes more from an... Like, again, more from reflection than anything else. When I was playing it, I really was enjoying it. Even when I was starting to notice holes and... and certain inconsistencies, I won't deny that I had a lot of fun playing it. That they never, ever, ever have that damn spaceport dungeon in, because I know so many people who bailed on the game because of that dungeon. And I think those people are justified. I I, I
2: don't remember the exact point, but I remember when Trails in the Sky 3rd came out, I bailed on Persona 5 for like a month to go and play that, because I was just Mm -hmm. like I kind of lost it.
1: (laughs) Again, I don't I don't hate Persona 5 at all. I like, I, I do enjoy it and I do have fond memories of it, but I think back to RPGs that I've played over the years that have stood out, that have, for me, empathy is important. And if the discussion on empathy is again, something where I feel connected, then the game is doing something right. And Persona 5 had moments that were, that did it perfectly and other moments where it shot itself in the foot so hard. That it was like, oh, like, goddamn, like, you know, you got you got Futaba. Futaba was great. He words like, "What is your damage?" And can you just go die already? And then look, he died. <laughs> it was great. Um, for me, in Persona Three, unfortunately. And again, I will totally rip apart parts of Persona Three because, again, I think gameplay wise, it has a shit ton of problems. Oh yeah. I think. But I think back to that cast of characters, and I think back to my enjoyment and my desire to know those people, and I get sad when I think about Persona 4 and 5, because that desire is not there in the same way. Like, for me, like, 5 felt like I was kind of being picky-choosy about those people, whereas in 3... Even some of the the NPC social links, I was genuinely invested. Like, I think back to the little girl with the divorced parents or the cancer patient. And those social links by far have more of an emotional impact than anything I think four or five could actually do. And that's actually kind of a shame. I mean, even looking back at, like... Mitsu is one of my favorite characters and with reason. I think back to her storyline in three about how she's forced into the situation where they want her to get married. they want her to in a way uh, be the be this humble wife next to whoever takes over the you know uh, the Crejo organization and she's trying to in her own way fight that. she's like, this is what my family's forcing upon me and I don't fit that mold. I don't want to fit that mold i have to figure out how to do it without disrespecting myself and without disrespecting my family that's a very deep question to look at nobody in persona four or five has that same level of crushing issue and again she does it in a way where it's so hidden compared to i love kanji and kanji's story is is one of my favorites in four I look at Kanji and go, I love your story, but yours does not come as close to Mitsuru for a playable character. The other thing is, a lot of these characters lack a certain level of fight. Yeah, I can see that. Whereas I look at the cast of Persona 3, every single one of them had a spark in which they were fighting for something, whether it was themselves or someone else. Not selfless people, like, that's the joke of it. I would argue that the characters in Persona 4 are more selfless um, whereas in three it's selfless if you give me a reason to.
2: I think part of what I loved about the cast in three was that they, they weren't all friends and they didn't nope. all exactly get along. They felt a little bit more real that way.
1: Well, yeah, there's, there is that too. I mean, Jinpei is a great example of, he doesn't fit in at all. No. Nah he knows it, and he bizarrely becomes okay with it. Like, he kind of, in his own way, understands that he's definitely a valued member of the team, but, you know, he's not gonna get into Mitsuru's pants anytime soon. Um, whereas 4 and 5, yeah, everybody kind of, like, 5 does this better than 4. Makoto. Makoto doesn't fit in. Yeah, How she comes into the story, um, there is immediate dislike of her. Yeah. worth she is doing something that is completely wrong and doesn't, doesn't see the degree of how bad it is. Um, and again, they don't trust her right off the bat. So, I mean, Makoto was my favorite character in 5, to be fair. And I think that's because she doesn't get it easy the way some of the other characters do. Back to, like, Ann and Ryuji, and even Futaba to an extent, um, they have it easier than Makoto does because there, there is this weird instant trust was anxiety. They trust her more implicitly than they do Makoto. And that always bothered me when I was playing it. Maybe I've just thought too long and hard. I mean, and again, to be fair, I like me some ice queens. So, mm-hmm. again, my bisexual prowess is, clearly I want to date the ice queen and, you know, get beaten with a whip. But, you know. I <laughs> also no. the beer talking. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> As
5: for me, I mean, it, it was my game of 2017 when it came out I, I loved it so much And I I played through it all the way to the end And was hooked all the way to the end And, you know, upon reflection I, I can, and upon you hearing a different opinion about, about it You know, I was expecting to come into this show Being like 100% good cop, positivity, uh, that kind of stuff And you guys brought up some very valid points And it, I mean... It doesn't diminish my love for the game any, but I can I can definitely see where you're coming from with some of these points. And unfortunately, I don't think that uh, the Royal Edition will be able to address any of these issues unless they're going to like completely redo the game from scratch.
2: No. like uh, that, That's the one thing about hearing the Royal Edition. I, I think that was the first thing I said was like, oh good, we're going to take this really long and bloated game and make it long. That'll fix yeah. it. <laughs>
1: It's kind of bullshit that you can't take your save file from the original version that you have. Oh,
2: god, that's just so crappy.
1: Play it <laughs> all
0: over again. Well, you know, I, I didn't like know that. that. It, it does, us. it does amaze me that in the 21st century, you know, 40 years after the NES, growing up with the you know, growing up 30, 40 years after you know, growing up with where, <laughs> where with, with you know, back in those days, the point of backwards. Yeah, we had passed the, the bullet point on the back of the box saying this is going to provide you with 30 or 40 or 50. That was a big selling point, right? Because games were, were super expensive back then, and we had all these time as kids. Kids were mostly the ones buying this stuff. But here in the 2119 where 30s and 40-year-olds are buying these games, and we all have a huge backlog, and these guys still think that somehow, hey, look, you get 150 hours of story here. It's somehow a big selling point. Yeah. No, it, for me it's a huge turn off. It really, really is. It's one of the reasons why it's a
1: complete I, lack of respect for,
0: respect for my time. time. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's probably the biggest thing that keeps me from putting more time in Persona Five because I keep thinking to myself, geez, it took me this long to get through chapter two and everything everything my friends have told me, everything you guys are saying is like it just actually gets worse from here. <laughs> Like the chapters even take longer from here. No, this really slows down. You're actually going fast right now. And it's like that. That's it. no. I, I'd rather no. I'd rather not because I just yeah. I could beat three other faster games. Anymore.
2: It's kind of crazy that there's no like DLC option here in 2019. I mean, it's one thing when they did this. You know, when they remade the game and they added, you know, stuff to Persona 4 Golden or Persona 3 Portable. And, you know, they're doing that and it's a totally different system. It's kind of a different thing where it's I mean, it's just another persona it's just another PlayStation 4 game. There there's not any reason they couldn't sell you some DLC. You could carry over your save file and play the extra stuff.
5: Well wasn't the FES version of um three basically uh like a DLC pack that had the original game and the yeah
0: edition? Yeah, it, it was a whole different adventure, though, so it really didn't matter. You know, there was, there, there was no point to carrying over Sofa, It was a completely different yeah, deal. With the answer deal. being more
1: about, again, it's I guess the story as opposed to Minato's, right? So
0: yeah. if
1: you've already played Persona 3, the idea that you can skip and just play the answer outright, I mean, for some people, that was a selling point. I didn't like the answer myself, so like I went and I played a little bit of it, and I was just like, "Oh, I don't, I don't remember liking I guess enough to care."
5: So okay. I I played well, the portable version that had that built baked in. Yeah, and,
0: and uh, there was the fact that like the second or third fight just killed my whole party outright, and I'm like, "Okay, nope, I guess I'm not hardcore enough for this."
1: <laughs> it's one of those things where. I wonder, in a way, how well the SMT series is aging, and I actually am going to argue that it's aging poorly.
2: You, you won't get any pushback from me.
1: No, it's <laughs> and it's one of those things. It's kind of sad when I think about it now because you know I look back at like and Nocturne, and then you know going into Persona three, and again there was this this spark of originality on the P- with the PS two games, where even if there was some samey bits to it. Something always felt a little fresh and a little new. It's weird because looking at Persona Five now it's like beautiful ideas. It's almost like you you still have a bit of a swing and a miss. Like I'm I'm probably with you, Kelly. Like if I think back to what came out in twenty seventeen, it was probably in my top three, like no questions asked. But I even think back and I'm like, I was being kind to this. And I think I was. I mean, you know, we had a discussion about Nelke. At, like, a, I'm gonna call it Atelier Nelke. You know, this is that's, that's another series where you're looking at this this backwardness. Like, there's some good ideas, but it's also going quite backwards. There's a part of me that doesn't even want a Persona 6. I'm not gonna lie. I, I
2: because don't think I you're gonna get that wish.
1: <laughs> and part of it, the reason I don't want it is because I don't think they're gonna learn their lessons from five. No. I don't think they're gonna learn their lessons from four either.
3: Well, if it, it takes the best selling amount of game time ever. that it took to get five, we won't see it until what, twenty twenty six?
1: That's fair. I just I I wonder if it's a series that needs to go back to the drawing board.
3: But they
2: don't have any incentive
3: to.
1: And that's the problem, right? It's like a from a fan standpoint of having played it all the way through, got the true ending, da 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 da. I look at it and I'm like, I'm not satisfied. And I, I guess for me, like my my overall conclusion is that Sono Five has there was no satisfaction in the end. You know, I put 80 hours into it and I kind of, when I finished it was like, that's it. That's what I worked towards. And in that regard, like, I almost want to give Persona 4 more credit. And I don't like Persona 4. <laughs> like, again, I like Kanji. He is sweeping, perfect angel. Chie grew on me in Golden. I hated her in the original version. Um, Yosuke, I could punch repeatedly and feel so satisfied with.
2: Well, every Persona game has one of those.
1: Mm-hmm. But see, I love Junpei. That's the joke of it, right? Is, you know, if you look at Junpei, Ryuji, and Yosuke, like, Junpei!
2: I get to where I like, like really, I really like Junpei once Junpei's in the satisfying portable, the female character, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Junpei has a satisfying story. Like, he's adorable to me. Like, he, he again, he's my flavor of gum. Characters that sit in the flavor of dumb category. Lloyd, being from Tales of Symphonia, is the other one, <laughs> right? Like it's like, oh, you guys are so stupid. Come here, mommy's gonna hug you. Because, <laughs> um, whereas I look at you like Yosuke, and I'm just like, of dumb. <laughs> but you make me so angry. And then Ryuji, it was, why are you such a homophobic prick? <laughs> <laughs> and I think like, for me, you know, and that's stupid too because it was fixated on the whole time with him like I couldn't there was a part of me that just couldn't get over it it was like I'm just gonna bench you because you're a homophobe (laughs) bench and then the game's like you need to use Ryuji I'm like no why are you doing I will use Yusuke before I use him and that says a lot because again
2: Matt Mercer
0: Yeah. so Mr. Mr. Joshua because I want to keep things moving what's your take on the game (laughs)
2: like it for me it wasn't bad but i didn't really find it to be good it was just kind of like it, it was a whole lot of persona
0: <laughs> isn't that what you wanted though after like 5
2: or 6 years you know you were just hungry for like a persona buffet see that's what i thought that i was but it turned out like no nope, no nope, i got full about the halfway point and i kept eating and i felt bad and regretted it after the fact <laughs> Uh, Miss uh, Rally.
5: Um, I loved it. I don't know if, like, if like if they did do a Switch port, if I could get, go back to it right away or not. Because, you know, you guys brought up a lot of very valid points about how bloated it kind of is, and that, that does scare me through a subsequent <laughs> playthrough a little bit. But at the same time, it's like, I... For, for me when it comes to games, if I have fun playing through it then i I don't necessarily mind um, flaws in it like you know in this case it's characters or you know like with Final Fantasy 13 it's pacing just an example of um, stuff like that i I can forgive a lot of flaws in a game if the sum of its parts overall is good sorry. I thought that this game pretty much was the sub of it was the sub of its parts you know some some problematic stuff there here
1: and there but otherwise i, I had a good time with it Whoopi. i can totally see what people enjoy about it like don't get me wrong Look. um you know i'm gonna cut you off phil
4: yeah
0: well, uh, yeah i wanna i wanna ask a follow-up question so so what? so on you know on that note like when i play i liked persona three better yeah, and four primarily for, for for one reason, was that for me, I think they were both good games. And to your point, generally speaking, if the gameplay is good, then it doesn't, you know, hell, I've put more than 100 hours in Hyrule Warriors. That game has not a whole lot of story, but it's a ton of great gameplay, right? But with Persona 4, it, you know, when it was getting into the 60, the 70, the 80 hour mark, I really just want to get to the end of the story at that point, because I didn't feel like the gameplay was really worth all that time that I was putting into it. Do you feel that with Persona 5, that the gameplay is that good, that that you felt like you were having a good time all the way through the end? Or did you feel like in that last
2: dozen or two dozen hours, it was like, okay, are we we there yet? I was definitely waiting for, yeah, I was definitely wanting to be there. (laughs) But I mean, those last few dungeons are just so long. And so and unnecessary. And they're not good. <laughs> no, they're not good. <laughs> the game is kind of front-loaded so, with its best material, and that's a real yeah. problem.
1: Yeah, I can um, see that. i torn yeah. on your question, Phil, if I'm being honest. Because one of th- I think the unfair expectation that Persona 5 gets is that the story and the gameplay should be the same level of caliber. I mean, if if we're looking at Persona 3 and 4 and people consider those pinnacle of both very good storytelling and very good gameplay, well, surely 5 should have had that. Um, and on one hand, like I do love that combat system. I do. I really, really do. I love the way the game looks and how it feels. Like I think back to all the points we made about poor pacing, bloatedness, and those really shitty dungeon designs at the end. <laughs> it's like, no, the, I don't think this is a go for me again. Like, I I I know for sure I am I'm skipping Royal because I don't think I can go back to Persona Five. I've been watching Scott play it on and off for the last couple of years, and I see the frustration on his face where it's the this is a great idea that is really poorly executed.
2: That's the appropriate place. That's like a good pace to play it at over a couple of years. Here, there,
1: he he plays a couple dungeons a time, and like he stopped, of course, at the spaceport.
5: I mean, I'll be. I'll be likely skipping Royal, not necessarily because I had a bad time with Persona Five Proper, but because I don't really want to go through all that stuff again just for a little bit of extra gameplay. And I think their
1: decision anyway, not
5: their decision not to have it to be DLC is dumb.
1: I I am with you. I and again, time, right? Time is always an important factor. There's so many games coming out that it's like that I want to play, and when I prioritize a replay, like good reason why I'm doing it and that's where it's like I don't know in my mind if I can if I will ever prioritize a replay of five
2: and and that says something because like yeah I can't imagine replaying five either and I've replayed three and four several times so that, that kind of tells you where I fall on those games <laughs>
1: Joshua, you and I have been a bit of a Debbie Downer on this game.
2: I know, I know. Yeah. I knew I was going to be. I didn't expect everyone else to be. I I, <laughs> I, knew
1: I, knew didn't I was going to
5: bring other
2: down.
5: down. The, the irony is that if they would have done a Switch port, I probably would be more inclined to play it just because I could bring I know, it up to me. Because
1: you on the toilet. Yeah.
5: Because I, I played most of Persona of 4 Golden like in bed right before bedtime because it was the perfect kind of wind-down game for me.
1: You know, I, I kind of miss. They're not making enough games anymore that are like perfect wind down bedtime games. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been that many. Because I also like to play Vita or play my Switch in bed just to kind of play like a couple day like a day or something in a game and like well, a- well,
2: okay. Couldn't you play Milky in bed? You could just turn the battles on to auto. Well,
1: <laughs> I had the PS4 copy there, so no. oh. I
5: I discovered that uh, Phoenix Wright was a good bedtime game.
1: Oh yeah, no, that series is a perfect bedtime game. We know what we didn't answer an important question: Who is everyone's waifu? First oh, was Futaba. Five? First was Futaba. I knew that, but Joshua, I'm, I'm I'm a little curious about because again, with him being a little bit of a Debbie Downer.
2: Hmm. hmm. I'm. I, I, yes. and my mind has gone. It tells you, in My mind has gone blank. It the uh, the chess queen.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The the Kanda girl.
2: Yeah, I remember liking her. Yep. Yeah, but I, I liked movie. her so much I can't remember her name off the top of my head. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I mean,
1: clearly I pipe <laughs> the girl that will beat me in bed. <laughs> uh, so there you go, Phil. I, I think we've talked about Persona 5 for you.
3: <laughs> Josh, Sam, I know how you can feel a lot better about Persona 5. Just go play yourself some Agarest for comparison. Oh, <laughs> I've already you know been what? through I don't that, man. that much. Well, clearly, you aren't trying hard enough.
1: But not enough to, uh, to ever play one of the greatest dumpster fires ever localized.
3: <laughs> A dumpster fire would, would indicate that it might actually produce something, even if it goes right into the atmosphere.
1: It's called some form of, like, what? Carbon dioxide? I don't know. It, it's, it's hilarious because... Warming. Let's be realistic.
5: It's hilarious because when I was trying to find my collector's edition of Persona Five, you know, I keep all that stuff in my closet, kind of in a tub, and I found my collector's edition of Argharrest War because I thought, oh, it's a, it's a strategy RPG. Surely this will be right up my alley. And
3: like, I did you I, play it, Kelly?
5: I, I played a little bit of it. Bear, bear in mind, this was um, Xbox 360. And it was when, um, I would go over to my husband's house, who was my boyfriend at the time, and, uh, play his 360. And I didn't really play very much, and it was like, you know what, I, I've got, uh, I've got Tales of Vesperia over here, I'm just gonna play that instead, since my 360 time is limited.
3: <laughs> I can't imagine why you didn't want to keep playing Agarest.
5: Eh, it was, it was very meh. Very, very meh.
3: Oh, well, you didn't get very far because it gets much better than meh. To the point <laughs> where you'll remember it. You'll hate it, but you'll remember it.
1: Uh, I've learned and, to love myself in the last couple of years, Mike. And, and I, that's the...
3: I, I don't know where this comes from. I i have never You know looked... what?
1: It's probably because I opened my mouth about Grand Stream Saga, and I said those horrible words again.
3: I feel like Phil is trying to talk, but he keeps not actually saying anything. <laughs>
0: <sighs> I just listening to the. Pain. I was just bra- Yeah, I was just listening to the pain of Agarest Wars again. Boy,
3: well, Phil, Phil can also chime in and say that everyone should play Cross Edge, right? Uh,
0: no. Other other good memories, and I mean that sarcastically, of course. Um, but, all right, well, thank y'all super much for your super detailed thoughts on Persona 5. I don't know whether or not to tell people to go out and play it or not after all of that mixed conversation. <laughs> Look, usually at the end I, I, I feel middle. like... I feel like...
1: This conversation.
0: Yeah, um,
1: you, have you could like find, you, you could find worse
5: area. games to play than Persona
0: 5.
1: Exactly.
3: Oh, that yeah. is absolutely correct, I'm sure. You will <laughs> yeah, definitely
0: get
2: that doesn't get...
5: sound like a ringing endorsement. No, but it is. no,
2: it doesn't. <laughs> you definitely get plenty of hours of gameplay.
5: Yes. Uh,
0: so yeah, yeah, you will definitely get value for your money, especially if you can, you can get it on like twenty or twenty bucks. I think.
3: Oh yeah, uh, but should you wait for this new whatever it is? No. I forget what they're calling the re-release, but
0: royal. royal. I would wait for the royal, royal one. Royal, royal edition, more more content. Yeah, fuck more... that noise. <laughs> more of what you've always wanted you, you, you know know's like, by
1: my statement phil
0: you know it, it, it's interesting like with certain games uh and I'm going to talk about one later on the final lap but there's you know they're they 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 will release expansions and I get excited because it's adding more content onto uh, you know a game that I like and stuff but then there's other games which are already too long and you're like why why did you do this and you're like no I'm not buying it I'm not doing it.
1: Why have you forsaken me? Yeah,
0: well, well, thank you all very much. Uh, We're going to take a break and come back with um, a blast from the recent past. That sounds like a good idea. We'll be right back. blast from the recent past segment where we talk about a game or two that came out a couple years ago and tell you whether or not you should uh pull it out your backlog because you never got around to it, just admit it or you should just forget about it and the first game on the list that i have today is operation Babel: new tokyo legacy released on may 16th uh, 2017 i am drawing a huge blank uh who made this
5: um is the same people that did demon gaze
0: experience i should yeah it's an experience experience it's an ex it's uh yeah that uh, uh, demon gaze was made by kodokawa corporation well they're the publisher publisher's Nibanichi, according to well, wikipedia
2: here it is yeah
0: oh let's take a look Then uh, dig a little bit deeper uh developed by experience yep you were right there's experience yay and published in north america by nis it is in my pile
5: of shame, unfortunately. I picked it up because I really liked Demon Gaze and one more of stuff like that and just never got around to it.
0: Well, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one never to get around to.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, Operation Babel, I, I remember, I think isn't that the biblicals, there's a biblical story the Tower of Babel was the whole thing about causing lots of confusion because that's yeah. when we got all the different languages and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Operation Babel does its best to confuse you because, so let, let's just, well, first of all, it's a dungeon crawler. You mentioned Demon Gates, uh, same people. Um, and I love myself some DRPGs. Boy, do I love a DRPGs. Um, dungeon crawler, you put together a party. And it's it's going have a deep it does have a deep party creation system uh, with uh, with uh, where you'll want to build a balanced party and pay particular attention to your stats uh, like a lot of these games that have been coming out over the last five or ten years at least the ones I've experienced they don't do a great job explaining to you exactly what those stats do so if you're like me you're going to want to spend a little bit of time reading an FAQ so that you know exactly what it is you're building because you're going to need every single edge you can get. Because, like most DRPGs, uh, these games get rather hard rather quickly. Um, but Operation Operation Babel, uh, you know, I, I, did you did you like uh, Demon Gaze? You said you liked it, right? Did you want it more, right?
5: I liked it, but it was also very um, very obtuse. Mm-hmm.
0: Like yeah. how so exactly? Like, give us an example with what, what was obtuse about it.
5: Hang on one second. Um, what was obtuse about it? Let me. Th- I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. Um, the system where you had to deal with the, um, demons that you were summoning because each, I think at the end of each maze you captured a demon that you could summon to basically do like massive damage to bosses and stuff like that. And I remember that last fight, it took me like two or three tries to get through it just because that mechanic was just so, <clears throat> so hard to understand.
0: Exactly. Yeah, no, it's a great example, uh, and yeah. like an example that comes to my mind is I wanted to build uh, a two-handed fighter ranger type of thing, right? Uh, but when you're dual wielding, there's different rules that apply, and is should I focus more on strength or agility? The game never really explains how the statistics you know drive everything, so I go and I look up online where someone demonstrates that you got to get agility up to twenty five, but no more. Because after that, there's 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 no there's very little return, um, and the rest goes into strength. Like, how would you know that twenty five is a magical level? Because every level you get one point to put into something. Um, so how would you know how you know like? But you could have wasted points, and then your character would be ineffective. And those bosses in the last quarter or so of the game are not easy. So, you know, that that that's kind of, you know, it isn't, that's kind of standard with DRPGs. It doesn't make them fun. You know, those elements don't make them fun. But uh, but Operation Babel takes that idea and ratchets it up to 13. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's throwing all kinds. Co- so, I mean, you know, uh, you know comparing it to Demon Gaze, Demon Gaze at least has strength, intelligence, and jellity, like standard, you know, definitions of terminology. Whereas Operation Babel just starts throwing out terms left and right at you. That just make no sense. I mean, aside from the fact that they're trying to define it within the world, but they don't do a great job of defining it, uh, those terms. And then you add that to the deeper game mechanics like is throwing out. And, you know, as you're working your way through these dungeons and dealing with one boss after another uh, and dealing with the uh, different systems and the class system and the crafting system and all this stuff, it gets overwhelming very, very quickly. Uh, and you're going good. Again, like more than probably any other DRPG I've played for a while... You're going to have to spend a lot of time in an FAQ or on a website just reviewing this stuff because it's just mm-hmm. insane. And for me, I, don't, I understand getting into dungeon crawler games. I've got to spend a little bit of time looking stuff up, but this takes it to a whole new level that I did not find very enjoyable. I love the art style. I love the art direction. And I love, you know, hey, dungeon crawler and and stuff. And, and, And I want my dungeon crawlers to be deep. I want them to be, you know, like party building should be strategic. It should be something that requires thought and planning. But when you're, you know, the foundation that all this is built on is using terminology that doesn't make sense and interlocking systems that are just complicated for the sake of being complicated it's it's a bit frustrating and it takes away from the fun. so
5: that, that yeah, just, i
0: just I, I wouldn't rush to i it can if I were see you.
5: I, I i can see that um i mean i i like it when When I'm playing a dungeon crawler, sometimes I like it when people that are smarter than me have figured out all the nuance that you could just go look stuff up and just breeze through, you know, make a super party and breeze through the game. But at the same time, I also like being able to, um, you know, figure a lot of that stuff out on my own. And when it's so obtuse that you can't figure out a lot of that stuff on your own, I I can see how that's frustrating.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, on the Vita, where I played it, there's so many other good competitors like i mean i would i would definitely choose demon gaze while it's a bit obtuse i think you can you know eventually figure a lot of that out through trial and error um you know even stranger of sword city which you know has its problems um and then there's demon gaze 2 which i haven't gotten to but i've heard uh, uh,
2: of. yeah and that that one i played and i think it's from everything i've heard about this game and demon gaze 2 it seemed or demon the original demon gaze it seems like they ironed out a lot of the issues in demon gaze 2 and that's kind of like the best one of that bunch. Yeah. So
0: there you go. That's uh, that's our first one. Our second one, so we'll keep on <laughs> Our moving. first
2: one is recommend play a different game. <laughs> play a different game. <laughs>
0: wow, exactly. Let's see if we can do better with uh, Pyre. This was developed and published by Super Giant Games, uh, released in, on Microsoft Windows, July twenty fifth, twenty seventeen, uh, and also on the PlayStation Four. Uh, this is an action sports RPG experience. We don't say that too often, right? We don't throw the word sports in there, but 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 Pyre is definitely that. Uh, first of all, it, while I'm talking about this, if, if you're listening to this and you're not driving a car, <laughs> you're listening at like a work desk pull this game up and look at the screenshots. Just put Empire screenshots the Google. It's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous game. The art style, especially if you're playing this on a, a nice monitor or TV screen, it, it, it's just... It bleeds color. It's beautiful. I just really, really fell in love with the art style before I even got into the game. But uh, thankfully, uh, the other parts of the game hold up as well. So... Uh, let me see if I can find uh, notes here. Yeah, so it, it, this it's an interesting story development. You are you're an exile, uh, and and I, I'm just going off of memory here, so I'm going to get a lot of details wrong. Uh, but I want to say I felt like it was like an afterlife, and that you were in like a version of Hades, and you were trying to get out, or maybe it was close. A, it was up close. Yeah, I'm probably way off base here. Um, do you remember more?
1: Yeah. So you're in limbo.
0: Limbo. Okay
1: where the characters um, can essentially be judged. Yeah. So part of the reason you play sports ball is because <laughs> sports ball is the only way to find out uh, if your soul is day to go back to the real world and that your death was in fact a mistake or you keep playing sports ball till eventually you kind of go to the afterworld where no one gives two shits about you and you're probably a bad person. Mm-hmm. Like So I was actually the reviewer for this. And uh, it's hard to believe I I haven't been on backtrack in forever. So I'm going to actually read because I'm really, really proud of this one bit I wrote in my review. I I pretend I'm clever, but in this case, here's how I describe Pyre. It says, Pyre is essentially the high fantasy version of Space Jam. Only the reader (laughs) is not Michael Jordan, and no one from the NBA had their power stolen. Yet the team has heart, soul, and is made of a bunch of ragtag misfits. It's easy to root for the little guys, hell's yeah, apparently I can write
5: <laughs> but but does it have as catchy a theme
1: song as the space jam theme?
0: yeah, because that Definitely was a rocking no. that was a rocking song
1: unfortunately no there there is no moment where you know you're telling Michael to get his hands on either um <laughs> Fairness, that statement really kind of captures exactly the kind of gameplay you have for Pyre. Your characters are a bunch of misfits. You are essentially trying to give them a path to salvation by playing basketball. Borrows rules from basketball. To the point where like it's 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 like a three on three basketball game where you're kind of maneuvering your characters, you're trying to ensure that the enemy side is not dunking their ball into your net. The enemy team are also characters that are trying to get resurrected, essentially. So you're looking at kind of, like if you fail, that other team basically gets to go back to the land of the living. But when you start to uncover the storylines of your characters, as well as the characters on the other teams, you start to recognize that there's just this huge mortal gray area. The game very fascinating. I mean, not too many sports titles have really good storytelling, and yet, as much as you are a faceless entity as the player, your teammates all have such fascinating stories that all of them up. No matter how much you want to, you're only limited to a certain number of characters that get to basically exceed the right and go back to the land of the living. As long as you win you're to heaven, essentially, right? So you have to actually also play carefully because, for example, you have tank characters, you have speedy characters, and then you have. Um, some that are kind of in the middle, like that are kind of the best of both worlds. If you send up all your tanks, for example, you're you're kind of screwed for battles that happen later on and vice versa. Like you can still have matches completely where maybe you don't have a heavy and you only want to use like the mid-range characters. There's different strategic ways to play the battles. But it's thinking about do I send my best player because they deserve to go to heaven or do I keep them on my team and selfishly um, force them to stay even though they don't want to?
5: You know, I hate to say it, it almost kind of sounds like the same conflict you had in Valkyrie Profile.
1: It is exactly like Valkyrie Profile, which is probably why I loved it so much.
5: <laughs> um,
1: because, and it, and that's just it, this this game is incredibly reminiscent of Valkyrie Profile in a lot of ways. From the dilemma of who do you send to heaven, to even just the kinds of characters that you have in terms of like their stats and the abilities that they have. And the fact that you can kind of, in a weird way, overkill in terms of uh, combat moves. Like, every character has a couple different kinds of specialty moves. Um, they can only be used after, like, a certain charge. So once you've charged it up, you can use it. And then obviously you've got to wait until the, c- the cooldown before you can use it again. So you have to play strategically. The Valkyrie profile has a similar kind of vibe in that, yeah, your character is stagnant. But you don't want to use overkills right away in hopes that, like, I'm going to kill everybody! Because you also can get smushed really easily by playing all your best cards right off the bat. So it's a a good game, and it's definitely one that, even if you're not a sports fan, it's pretty easy to pick up and play. Like, good old Editor-in-Chief, Max Storm, I will never forget. I said to him, like, you can play this game. I know you think you can't play a sports game, but you can play this game. If, If I... Miss Sports Illiterate can play this game. <laughs> you can play this game. And he got back to me and he was like, Their game was fantastic. It had no right to be fantastic because it's also about sports. I was like, so best sports ball RPG you might ever play. I'm sorry. I think this is better than Yzuma. I recognize that might be fighting words, but I like to fight and I give no fucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. And this
1: is why we don't have me on the show very often, yeah. right, Phil? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. There you go. Uh, No, it's just exactly what you said. I I got the same impression from it. I just had a a ton of fun. You'll pay attention to the story. You'll pay attention to the characters. Uh, They are interesting, and the decisions you have to make have very big impact on them. So it is definitely worth you know, paying attention and, and thinking carefully about your choices, and like you said, there's a lot of gray in there. It's not a ton of black and white, so you really have to think, you know, carefully, because you know they're going to have consequences. Um, and the, the 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 combat or the sports game or whatever you want to call it, just a blast and very intense. Like for, especially for a, a, for me, it's a single player. I don't know if there's a multiplayer version, but the single player, yeah, just playing against the computer, it it definitely had me. You know, paying full attention and doing my best uh, to get that ball in there. Now, they in the single player game, uh, let's say you fail, you know, and you lose, what happens then?
1: Wanna know? I can tell you. Yeah. The other team ascends. So if you if if you lose a a basic round, like basically like your competitive rounds that they have in good old sports, I guess, not much consequence happens. It just puts you at a bit of a disadvantage for when you go to the right. The rights that happen essentially are like your finale between you and whatever team manages to make it there as well. It's whoever wins that gets to ascend to heaven. You get to make a choice as to which party member gets to go and vice versa. If you fail to send someone in exchange. So again, every team is going to end up losing a player In the process of it, it's just there's only so many rights. So as you do them, and whether you succeed or fail, you're essentially losing a spot every time. So if you fail, you just lose out on potentially sending one of your own teammates up. And you get bonuses for sending them up, if I recall correctly. Like, you'll get, like, storylines later on where it's like, hey, you sent so-and-so. Here's how they're doing on Earth. They're being, like, pretty awesome and not, you know, mugging people or stabbing them, which is fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm are were actually pretty nice like um, there's one about a guy if i recall where like he went back to his home he was known as a thief and he, he kind of changes his ways entirely he's like you know i've now been given the courage to fight for myself instead of having just a fight for food and it's like oh muffin you learned something proud of you like I recommend Pyre 100%. It goes on sale quite a bit too, but Supergiant Games has yet to make a bad game in my eyes. Um, and I think Pyre is a wonderful testament to how creative and experimental games can get and how it can be in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. So th- I would definitely recommend it as well. Um, so get it. It's 20 bucks usually at retail, which it's fully worth that. Uh, but like you said, you can often catch it on sale for less than that if you're trying to save a few bucks. So find a way to get your hands on it and play it on the PC on the PlayStation 4. Either way works just great and dandy. And I would definitely—I I don't know if there's a keyboard. I would go with the controller. It just felt perfect with the controller and all the the quick I'm moves. I'm actually and curious tubes. how it
1: would have uh, how it would have played on PC. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it probably actually would have been pretty precise for what it's worth. Like I agree about the controller. Like the controller took me a little bit. But, like, once I, again, once I understood the controls and kind of the pacing that the game had kind of set for itself, it's like, okay, I can get behind it. And, again, the game is really, really flexible, so if you need to adjust because, like, all is going too fast for you, you can just put it to easy. Again, you can also put it so that you're just really enjoying the story. Obviously, that's not as fun, but... You know, you have options. It's not a game where it's like you are stuck on this difficulty. Good luck, sucker, sort of thing.
3: Exactly.
0: All righty. Well, we're going to take a break here, and we'll come back to wrap this up with the final laugh. Try <laughs> to me
4: through. Hold on. Think again. Don't you know what just that's then? You sure we got the clue How bad This we go Don't you know No more art And as you look to the horizon step
0: do kitchen sink stuff tell you what we're working on on the site and playing and all that other fun jazz our last show was backtrack number 204 a link goes wild and we had a couple of comments from from a guy a new guy Platum three yeah he's kind of like one of those trolls he just trolls us He says, GC Servant, looking for something to play on your Switch? Something that will scratch that turn-based itch? For a game during your trips you might like best, I highly encourage you to try SteamWorld Quest. No need to leave this one half complete in shame. Even you might be able to complete this 12-hour game. Fast-paced battles with cards drawn from a deck. Auto-saves so you don't have to wonder. Save points? What the heck? Just my two cents, but I think this game you should dive. I reviewed it for the site and rated it a four point five. <laughs> oh, Such lady. a clever nymph. <laughs> uh, somebody somebody clearly had time on his hands. Um, and, Someone
2: needs to give him some worse games to review. He's obviously got plenty of free time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm, kind of thinking the same thing. But I remember when I was a new guy I had to review a bunch of bad games. And played cross edge and (laughs) stuff he also said
1: you remember that is is depressing me phil
0: oh my gosh
1: bring that game up ever again oh what about how many years away from it
5: what about Dokapon
0: kingdom or dark spire they scarred my soul sam
5: i I think josh had it worse last year between uh Let's see, what was it, Witch and hundred Knight 2 and
6: um,
2: Metal, Metal Max. Metal Max, Zeno and uh, Little Witch Academia. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. common trifecta.
0: He, said, uh, good, he also said, uh, good to hear, uh, Puzzles and Dragons plus Mario and whatnot is good. Picked it up used from GameStop for $10 for my son, and he didn't enjoy it despite his love of the iPad version of Puzzles and Dragons. Now I'll have to give it a try based on your positive comments. So yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't put more time into it. I'm on World Three, and it feels to me that it gets pretty grindy uh, because things get really difficult really fast, and it, it's it uh, it seems like to, to be able to progress forward, I, I really either need to get very very lucky on some of these matches or I just need to level up my team, and it's it's a pretty grindy game. It, guessing since what's underneath the hood is essentially a cell phone game uh that probably shouldn't surprise me it just surprises me that it's already happening in world three i hate to see what world six seven and eight look like um but i i like the gameplay enough to where the the grinding wouldn't be a problem but it's just it's kind of time consuming and i got a lot of other things that i want to get to so it's kind of on the back burner um for now but I mean a twelve-hour game. I mean, Steam World Quest being a twelve-hour, I will definitely take your consideration. I have some travel plans, and uh, I do have another game for Mister Alex that I need to uh, put some time into first. But if the, if I get done with that, I might go ahead and just dive into Steam World Quest. So, thank you for your comments. You can always leave your comments uh, over our website. Just, you know, put them right there. Uh, always leave your comments on the latest show that's been posted, and we'll be happy to read them here on the air. You can also hit me up on Twitter, mate JC Servant. You can shoot me off an email, jcservant at rpgamer.com. So, I'm so, actually checking that again <laughs> since I figured out how to get it to work. Uh, you're welcome to do that. Uh, let's see here. Speaking of stuff, that's not a segue. But I'll uh, make it a segue. Let's do our round table. What stuff are you guys working on, playing, doing, and whatever have you? Uh, let's 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 go with uh, Miss Returning from the Grave. Oh, I love it! You're right? Like it's like Phoenix we resurrected you. Yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, totally. We brought you on, back, necromancy.
1: On a uh, fucking squat.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh see so you guys you guys clear missed me in my potty mouth. Uh, my, my current thing is actually working at a new library and having to curb said potty mouth. Uh, I've been very, very busy um, teaching grade sixes how to, you know, print and uh, doing programming and wearing dinosaur costumes. My life is pretty fabulous. I'm not going to lie. Just, I just want to
0: imagine this visual for a second, though. Okay, Like, you're 10-year-old. You're, you're taking your 10-year-old into the library down, reading a book, and all of a sudden, you know, S- Sam's back there going, Mother! Night, who didn't put the library card back in the ring? Or something. You know, that would be pretty funny.
1: It's normal. And it doesn't help that my new manager like is the same as me. So we share a brain, <laughs> and it's a little terrifying. And she's just like, I called someone a fuckwit under my breath, and I'm like proud of you.
0: Do I need corpse
1: <laughs> disposal services? You might. Nice. It, it's nice. So, like, I guess some things I did recently. I, uh, I reviewed uh, Nelke and the Alchemists of the World, and I wanted to kill myself. So oh. that was a little depressing. Is that bad, uh, huh? Um, anyone who defends that game uh, clearly hates themselves <laughs> and wants to die. Oh man. I'm a malicious person. I want I'm, to be.
5: Uh, you're almost making me not regret skipping over it.
1: Here's the thing. If you're playing the game for the town building and the part where it's a spreadsheet game, it is fabulous. The rest of it has afterthought. It's like, let's, let's put this combat segment in that is really boring and unengaging and make you do it for days. Ouch.
2: Who, who came up with that combat system? It is awful. I don't mm-hmm. know,
1: and that person needs to resign.
2: <laughs> like, it's not <laughs> like Atelier doesn't have good combat systems. And <laughs> that's
1: been, that was my argument for Nelke. Part of the frustration with Nelke is for all the great, that is the time management part, you have a series that has evolved in a way where it actually had fantastic battle systems. If you look at the Dusk sub-series, so Ayesha, Skunloggy, and, yeah. and then Shally, um, All three of them had a fantastic combat system that varied from each other. Borrowed that and made an engaging combat system. But no, they went for this weird 2D linear combat system where it's essentially attack and hope that the alchemist can do something in a turn. It's called lazy and didn't give a shit. And oh, it's the 20th anniversary. We don't actually need to try Nice. Great example of how dare you create an anniversary game that you clearly showed you gave no shits about. You, you could fucking care about this series anymore because it generates money, but they don't have to try to make it. a no, Finger Coe. And here's the other. Can you guess which ones they are?
2: <laughs> yeah, you, know, you could, could tell this one was it. really low budget. I was I was disappointed in Nelky after having some high hopes of like. SimCity so, with my Atelier.
1: How can you not love the idea that you have all these alchemists from all the other games, and you get to have them in your party? Like, this should have been golden. Yeah. So the fact that, like, it's so atrociously done, my poor Toto-chan, and I was like, Toto-chan, you deserved better, and I'm sorry, and I'm going to hug you because you don't belong in this world anymore.
2: It, it definitely doesn't give you high hopes for the uh, next one that comes out no, in a couple it, months. No,
1: Lula's next week, man?
2: Oh, God, already? That's the other up. thing,
1: is, you know, you have Neliki and what the fuck it's called? The only thing that matters about that game is Verona and Stark had a child.
2: Yeah, that, 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 that is three. the thing. How many copies will that sell? <laughs>
5: <clears throat> so your team Stark is the baby daddy?
2: Oh, come on, he's gotta be.
1: People spoiled it pretty bad, dear. <laughs> he's the baby daddy. There, there's no way he could not be the baby daddy, especially because when you play Nelke and you get his commentary with her, it's abundantly clear.
5: Okay. See, I hadn't <laughs> played Nelke yet, so that was still in Yeah, uh...
1: no. Burke, Stur- as, you know, gallant and beautiful as he is, all for the Roro. Like, <laughs> he is so Team Roro, but he can't admit it because he's classy and Roro's dumb as fuck. <laughs> I think Roro is darling despite being dumb as Yeah, fun. yeah,
2: she she pulls that off.
1: It's it's hard because that series too, the worst part is like you have Totori, you have Maru, and you have Verona. To I be mean, the grown-up of the three, and she is dumb as a sack. <laughs> You're smarter than her. It's, it's not good, right? And then you have Toto who's like really smart, and really kind, and then you have Meroru who's like, I have conviction. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like to be the one that has a baby of course because <laughs> why would it be the other two the other two have actual jobs <laughs> you know I, I say this in jest, but I'm like I'm actually curious about that story it's the problem of I don't want to play that character yeah I, I want to play the part where Roro and Sterkenberg are you know parents That that <laughs> is the part of the game I care about I want all the pillow talk
5: <laughs> <laughs> so you want that dating sim
1: as an Atome dating sim, I would have 100% be behind that shit. Yeah. And, and I would forgive Koei for all their sins. But since it's not the game I'm getting, I don't get to forgive Koei, and I can still give them one finger and the other. I'm, I told Alex that right. Like, it's like, after after Nelky, I ain't I ain't playing that shit. Unless somebody <laughs> tells me that like there was enough pillow talk about Stark <laughs> and Rona.
2: I wonder if that will be in the PR email. <laughs>
1: Apparently Toto and Maru are in it, and I'm like, I do love you two, but like this has been my power couple since the Arlen series. Couple <laughs> well, that trumps them. I,
2: I just don't know if I trust Gust anymore after the last like whatever no. three and that's, days. That's Four? the problem. I
1: I didn't finish Lady and Sewell. I yeah. couldn't get into it. Fierce is by far, I think, the worst game they've made in the series. Um, and anyone who defends that pile of shit clearly has never played the series, oh. and you need to go back to school and get an education.
2: Well, that, for anyone who's played that probably played it on PS4, because the Vita version was so buggy, I couldn't get through, like, five hours of it. See, I played it on PS4, it.
1: and I was miserable the whole goddamn time. <laughs> and I didn't have your problems. I remember we talked about your
6: problems. Oh, yeah.
1: So, I mean, and it's sad, because Furious is a really cute character, it's just a, a shame that Gus was like, we're going to try something new. It's called open world. And then completely not understand yeah. what an open world game is. It was, again, they show these impressive levels of stupidity when they have plenty of great predecessors in their own franchise. <laughs> it's like, how? How do, how do you do this badly? Okay, let me get off the subject of Nelke because I'm just going to get really crusty. I also wrote a really good editorial about Fantasy Star.
2: Yes, you did. That was really good.
1: I actually didn't think it was that great, but I'm glad people liked it. Oh, I liked it. You know what? Fantasy Star is one of those games, and I talked about it with Anna Marie, actually, when I was in the process of finishing it, about how just... It was one of those, like, angry kid moments I had where it's like, I don't understand why I can't get past Cam Neat, so Cam Neat's clearly the whole game. You magically get past it somehow in ages, and it's like, oh, There's more game! It's real! <laughs>
0: It, you know, it's funny you were playing this because I've been playing it on and off too. It's been kind of my exercise game. So uh, I, I tell you, I love the music at the beginning. Sometimes I'm just I just leave it. Da, 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 da. Yeah,
5: see, I my first experience with Fantasy Star One was the GBA collection with all the bugs and the I fun. actually
1: like that version.
5: Yeah, I prefer
1: that either. See, I thought you had a save bug that really screwed you up. That was it. So again, I still believed Cam Meat was clearly the whole game. (laughs) Even with that version. Oh my god. But that was a really fun editorial to write. It was on my brain for a while. And it's just one of those games that, like, I think especially with this Ages version, I think it's actually worth going back to and kind of seeing how far we've come. I mean, when you think about it, Fantasy Star first RPGs that not only was pretty stylized, but, like, graphically was quite powerful. Like, if you look at those dungeons and just the way the brickwork looks, the way the chests look, like, there's a surprising amount of detail to a lot of it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. It's like... I couldn't believe that a Mega, not a Mega Drive, um, Master System game could look that good, and it's like, no wonder it was, of course, it, I don't think it ever did better than the NES back in the day, but man, it,
1: it certainly gave it a run for its money. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm 100% with you, because, you know, graphically, and this is my controversial statement for the evening, oh wait, most of my opinions have been controversial, uh, I would argue that Fantasy Star 1, like, just hands down, Far more gorgeous than Final Fantasy One was. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone who disputes that clearly hasn't been paying attention to video games long enough. Oh, I'm that asshole. But no, and, I, it is. And and
5: uh, don't get me wrong, I love some Final Fantasy, but yeah, it it blew it out of the water. Mm-hmm. And I I like the fact that with the Ages version, you get the better music and not the kind of garbagey, not FM synthesized version of the music as well which that that makes such a difference. Well there's well,
1: between that and the map. Like just having that map. I'm sorry. That is like a big Yeah, that's huge.
0: Art. Yeah, that definitely.
1: Especially for people like me who are like completely directionless. Like, playing a game like Fantasy Star, where it's everything is really hidden to figure out what your next objective is. Like, it was a hard game to play as a kid, especially mm-hmm. also coming from Final Fantasy, where Final Fantasy was, um, in one sense, very good at pathfinding for the player. Oh, hey, this is the next objective you need to hit. Whereas Fantasy Star doesn't even freaking tell you. You basically end up in camp meet, and you're like, all right, A-list, figure out what you're doing next. And yeah. you have to, like, talk to people... And the people are not necessarily that helpful either? Yeah. <laughs> Worst as a kid. then that's partially why the editorial kind of came to be. It was like, I was so frustrated as a kid because I'd be like, I'm not this stupid. And yet, where am I going? What am I supposed to do? All I know is I gotta go kill Lastic, so where is that asshole? <laughs> <laughs>
6: I think that's I- I how I explain it to my I love this trend of bugger, companies, too.
2: like, remaking these old games, doing... You know, they're not remaking them totally from scratch, but they're doing enough to make them much more palatable to a modern audience. Absolutely.
6: Much more accessible.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll see like Fantasy
1: if... Far 2 that way as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: def- like Definitely worth checking out. Uh, the maps help a lot and stuff. Uh, there's still going to be some things, like, if you're like me or you're not good at puzzles and, and figuring things out and checking everywhere. I, <laughs> I, I still had to go to an FAQ. At certain places to kind of figure out where to go next because it's a it's a big game. Mm-hmm. It's it's big. There's different worlds and stuff, and it's 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 kind of yeah, it's kind of huge.
5: Yeah, the fact that you have different planets to go to, and they're all and they're all unique. They're not just reskins of the same planet either. Yeah.
1: No, exactly. I think I had to go back and forth between uh, Drizzle and Moltovia a couple times because. Um, there's definitely parts in the game where you have to kind of jump back and forth between planets quite frequently one part of the main quest to then get the next part, and it's just getting you kind of into this groove where you're like, I gotta get the rocket to go back to Moltovia to go back to Drizol. Oh yeah yeah. There was one time where, like, I missed a huge chunk of a quest. Like, I thought I was on the right path, and I was like, where's this stupid tree? Clearly it's on multi. It was on not on multi." <laughs> and, like, I was like, well, I guess I grinded, I ground, like, what? Another 30 levels. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
5: The fact alone that you can get double the money so that you don't have to spend days grinding is, like, I have no need for money ever again
1: in this game, and so I'm okay true. with that. Oh god, just just again, the bonuses and the buffs that they put to that game, magic.
0: hmm I yeah. concur. Yeah, definitely worth so checking I... out. And 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 what's uh, the other cool thing was um I got the on the PlayStation four and on the PC there's the Sega collection, which has Fantasy Star two, three, and four. And so I was yep. like wondering how I was gonna play one when this came out on this you know, on the Switch just a little bit later. I'm like, oh sweet And it's a better way to play it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's really – and I I never played it before at all. Like, I had no idea. I just know Fantasy Star Series is kind of like that Final Fantasy series I never got to. And uh, it feels like it's ahead of its time to Mm -hmm. me, like it was ahead of its time. Yeah, I keep
5: meaning to pick up that Switch collection so that I can marathon the rest of the series. But I've been kind of waiting for it to go on sale digitally. Me too. Uh, just because I want, you know, the Sega's collection around all the time, no matter what, on my mm-hmm. Switch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm very tempted to buy it again just because, yeah, having that collection on the go. I'm just kicking myself for, you know, getting it on the PlayStation and then getting a Switch afterwards.
5: You, you know, Nintendo kind of did that a lot because I regret... Kind of wasting my money on the uh, PS4 version of fa- Final Fantasy XII when they put it on the Switch a year later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. kind of annoyed me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Well, that's Square. They're trying to get their get their money out of you twice.
5: Oh, I know. I sh- I should have known better. But I mean, they only me. did the same.
2: They only did the same thing with Final Fantasy X and X2 and the Kingdom Art games and. <laughs> They're, they're, they're gonna try and get that money out of you as many times as possible. They're good at that. yes they are.
0: You think i would learned my lesson by now but no. Anything else Miss Sam
1: I want to hear what other people have been playing people who have time for video games
2: I, know. <laughs> I, I don't know who those people are. are they on this call? Who are,
1: who are you right? <laughs> who are we playing video games? Well
0: I think we just heard our next volunteer
1: got voluntold.
0: Uh-oh. You got voluntold. Yeah,
2: voluntold. I got voluntold. Uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh. Yeah, I'm not playing. Th- I haven't been playing that much lately. No,
0: no, you, you raised your hand saying you I yeah. want to hear about all the games you're playing now.
2: I, I did finally finish Marriage after that, that being a long, long ordeal. I think I put, like, 65 hours into that game, something like that. Mm, Lord help. That is,
5: I imagine that's 63 hours too long.
2: Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Uh, If that game had been over in 15 hours, 20 hours, like, fine, whatever. But, oh, man, it just kept going and going and going and going and going and going (laughs) going. And you couldn't fix it by going to the easier difficulty because you had to grind up, like, uh, you had to, uh, raise affection levels, and so you had to do that by doing lots and lots of random encounters, so, you know, like, you could turn the difficulty down, but then you just had to do lots of really mindless, uh, you know, encounters. Just, oh, no, bad, bad. Ugh, oh, that's over. I need to sit down and write the review. Um, <laughs> trying to find the motivation to do that. Since I finished <laughs> that, I've, I've been playing some, uh, um. Uh, like Palette Cleanser play a better game. I played uh, South Park The Fractured Butthole. And I really liked the first South Park game Uh, Stick of Truth back when that came out. God, that's probably been four or five years now. Something like that. And like Fractured Butthole I think it's almost two years old now too. Like it's good but it hasn't quite clicked the same way that Stick of Truth did and I don't know if that's just you know if that's the subject matter, maybe I'm not quite as into uh, the you know superhero movies as the thing as in, instead of fantasy like the first game was. Or maybe it's just as my cat jumps into a... Sorry about that. My cat decided to jump into some bags and go tumbling off the island right then. Um, um, I, I don't know if it's... Uh you know just like i'm not as into superhero movies as i was into fantasy stuff but or or maybe it's just like you know the the new and novelty of having south park that first time was really cool and then the second time around it's just not quite as cool but it 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 hadn't it just hasn't been clicking quite as much this one it's fun but it's not quite as good as the first time around if that makes sense
5: yeah
1: i can see that
2: the excitement's gone. <laughs> Fair statement.
1: I so I really did enjoy it, uh, even with my crazy superhero comic background. But there's the combat system was definitely something I did not enjoy.
2: Yeah, I'm not a crazy. Not as crazy combat, about it. The
1: combat's missing the like bits of like what stick of truth had.
2: Yeah, the first yeah stick of truth like had a it had a good like flow to it in the combat. Like it moved along. It had a good pace. And this one's just a little bit. You know, it's a little bit. And it's weird because I usually like tactical stuff, but this is just kind of like too slow.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's slow and it's it's one of the things where I don't know how far you are. Like, but there's some battles later on where, with the way that the grid is set up, uh kind of puts you at a disadvantage at times.
2: Yeah, that happens. I'm I'm pretty close to the end. I think I'm I'm I've got a few bosses left. Once I, I get th- them-
1: I did <laughs> think some of the like humorous moments were pretty good. Like, um. Barring the, um, the homeless area.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Homeless people, and uh, when you go to Soto Sopa.
2: Yeah, the so to, all the stuff from some of the later seasons in South Park, yeah.
1: Those are pretty great. And again, anytime Randy appears is just always...
2: Oh, that's always great. <laughs> Randy uh, sending you on the quest to find out who's keying his car at night was pretty good, yeah.
1: I, it's like i love i love randy I, I, <laughs> as much as i'm not a big south park nut anymore randy was just stupid shitty <laughs> <laughs> i do appreciate yeah, the Randy's way that the great. factions were set up in this one just because again it's kind of adorable to watch you know there's the coon and friends and then there's group was that's supposed to kind of be i guess the x-men
2: yeah, and God, look.
1: as you know, uh, Professor Xavier.
2: Of course, yeah.
1: <laughs> Peter was sorry. It was not Kyle. It was a. Yeah, it was Timmy. Also, who who defines really Tupperware is a power. <laughs> <laughs> T- Dearly
2: token is Tupperware, man. Yeah, that's good. But
1: Tupperware. <laughs> How's it going? With the power of Tupperware.
2: I love his special ability where he turns into like a big mecha made out of Tupperware.
1: Yeah.
5: Hey, you could theoretically be indestructible if you had that power.
2: <laughs> I think you'd survive
0: a nuclear holocaust.
5: Yeah.
2: But besides that, I mean, around the side, I've been kind of wrangling people to do uh, what you playing every month, where we're we're getting the staff to kind of like chime in on on other games that they're not necessarily reviewing or playing for coverage on the site to try and get some, there, there were a bunch of people who used to complain. Well, I shouldn't say that. Like, you know, that we would get comments from people where, where it's like everybody, you know, where the review is negative and they like the game and I'm sitting there going like, I know there are three other people playing that game on the site who absolutely love it. And I'm like, we ought to have a place where people can, you know, where other staff members can kind of put out different opinions about games. So that, that was the idea behind it. So and last doing... month
1: was nothing but Nelky hate. Yeah, there was a whole you know?
2: lot of there was a whole lot of people being mad on Nelky last month.
1: Nelky were angry and spiteful.
2: Oh, no well, varying degrees Only one there. Only
1: one, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Only one person. had finished it. I think at that point. Me. <laughs> no. It is.
1: Actually, no. I think Anna had finished it too. Oh, at that Anna had
2: finished it. Yeah, I I, I fell off and on meh. it. I...
1: And I was like, no, this is garbage. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've, had, I've had that disagreement with Anna before where I thought it was garbage. And she she's has like, more patience oh, okay. than
1: I do for things. She, okay. does. she does. I wish I had her level of patience, but I don't.
2: I, I wish I had Every, her level of patience and her person. time to play games. <laughs> her speed at games. I am very envious of that.
1: She'll tell you she plays slowly, which I call BS Anna Marie. Yeah. I call BS.
2: I remember... I'm out.
0: I remember one time I was doing uh, what was it? Uh, one of those, uh, one of those King's Bounty Princess games. Uh, the King's Bounty Princess, whatever. Anywho, it, it, it's a Heroes of Might and Magic game, which are turn-based board games, long affairs. And I had I had to start over and over again because. I would get like 10, 20 hours into the game and the, the monsters and everything were just too hard. But I was supposed to write it up for review as a review copy and you're supposed to beat it. <laughs> I, and I was like, man, I was feeling really down on myself because I was like, have I gotten bad at Heroes of Might and Magic games? I'm usually pretty good at these, but I, I was getting nowhere with it. And she comes along and she's like, hey, are you done? Are you going to be doing that for review? Because I don't want to step on your toes, but if you don't mind, I, I want to go ahead and write the review. I'm like, what? You're done with it already? She's like, oh, yeah, totally. Like,
4: how did, how did you do
0: that? I said, how did you get past these monsters and this boss and whatever have you? And she's like, oh, I just used a code. What's <laughs> up <laughs> like, I didn't know that was nice <laughs> Oh, but... But, <laughs> uh, but I mean, she could, she could, she could like you said, she could blaze through games with or without the codes. Like, yeah, I'm totally jealous because
2: I- I'm horrible at beating games. I am so slow. I'm very jealous of that ability. Yeah,
0: that, that's why I, anytime, you know, Alex is like, hey, does anybody we got some review codes, does anybody want to write this? I'm like, I'm the, if you got nobody else I'm like the last person on your list because it's going to take me a month of Sundays, dude, to get halfway through it. <laughs> Shoot. Anything else? No, nah, that's pretty much it. Righty. Well, I think that leaves uh, somebody. There's somebody. Red Rock Ryan. 360,
5: 963. That would be me. Miss Relly. My handle since high school, well, to, it, devoted to it to change it.
0: It totally works. What's new with you?
5: Well, um, I've been kind of between games a lot recently. Um, the last game I finished was Zonky Zero, which when I brought it up last backtrack, I got crickets because nobody had heard of it or played it or anything. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I... I'd the only person that even touched that game, So I I did write about it for what you play in, if you anybody was curious. But that's about it. Um, and, but and yeah, you was, were
2: slightly more positive on it than Alex.
5: Yeah, yeah. Alex was very annoyed by it. I was, I had fun with it for what it was. I did get kind of annoyed at how, um, at how sluggish the combat was.
2: Well, I guess I'm not totally shocked that the Danganronpa developers are, you know, like, okay with story, maybe not great with combat.
5: Yeah. Yeah, the the combat was very sluggish, and I think I did most of that last area on easy just to get through the rest of the game. Because, you know, when you do it in easy mode, it pretty much just takes out all... It it takes out all of the encounters and stuff like that, and it's just uh, like an adventure game at that point. And then I'd been kind of... Well... I blazed through Final Fantasy XIV, the Heavens Lord content, and now I'm into Storm Stormblood. But um, I don't know if I'm going to get through Stormblood or not by the time that new expansion releases, just because I've been kind of all over the place. Re- really want to, but it's probably not going to happen, but I'm I'm okay with being a little bit behind, just because I have a feeling that that new expansion is it's going to be jam-packed with people and by the time i get to it maybe um maybe the areas won't be so dense cuz i know that the, that's a huge problem in wow
2: yeah but you're still enjoying your new boyfriend after you broke up with wow
5: oh yeah yeah it, it's it's been nice to me i i bought an apartment And I've been figuring out how to make money. Oh, I, I, have got a car now. I did that uh, Final Fantasy 15 crossover event and um, saved up gold saucer money, and I've got a car, and it looks completely out of place in this world.
2: (laughs) Well, the car—I mean, do you love that
1: car? I love that car. That was my favorite thing about 15 was that goddamn car that I turned into (laughs) a monster truck. And, you know, the world being like, I'm in a monster truck. And sit your ass down, Prompto. You have no right to be, you know, not wearing your seatbelt. You you
5: finished 15, didn't you?
1: I did. i 15
5: I'll tell you what, that...
1: I love that. That <laughs> I mean, car,
5: I think when that car... Uh, spoiler alert. I think when that car crashed, I legit cried.
1: Did. <laughs> I did. I am with you. I legitimately sobbed like a... <laughs>
5: Yes. No, like I've I've not cried that hard over a vehicle's death since uh, the boat in One Piece. That's how upsetting that was. Oh, spoilers for One Piece too. <laughs> but yeah, um, and the other thing that I've been playing that I'm surprised that I got into, and I bl- I completely blame my husband for getting me into this. I started up Minecraft. Really. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh,
2: tell after all us, these what, what, years what? you got into Minecraft, yeah, it's got to be a story.
5: Yeah, it, it started because we were at the Lego store, of all things, and I saw that they had um, keychains, uh, like Minecraft keychains, and I love creep, the creepers, so I bought me a, a creeper keychain, and I'm like, you know, I feel like such a poser because i buy all this creeper stuff but i've never actually played minecraft and my husband's like well you should you should fire it up you know it's it's not that expensive and I, I look at the mojang store it was only like 16 bucks i i think it's regularly like 25 so i'm like why the hell not and i get started in regular minecraft and i'm just kind of messing around and then my husband shows me this mod called sky factory if you guys have ever heard of it I have not. Nah. So.
6: No, no,
5: So, um, and it, this mod is popularized because um, Achievement Hunter, the Rooster Teeth people, uh, play it all the time for their Let's Plays. But it's basically, you start out with like a tree and a block of dirt, and you basically have to make all of Minecraft. So, you know, you cut down the leaves in the tree, and you plant another tree in the block of dirt, and you make more trees to get more leaves to and some more wood to you know build. Let's see what 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 is it after that? You basically you're basically doing survival mode but starting from scratch. And you know eventually you can you can like start sifting the uh the dirt to get like um iron ore chunks and stone chunks and stuff to put that stuff together, and then from and my my husband's went through this whole mud, and he's like b- b- able to build like nuclear reactors now, starting from just a, a tree and a lump of dirt. Where versus me, where I'm still kind of middling with stone and like making a huge forge and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, it, it kind of get it kind of makes like. Minecraft have a little bit well this mod particular mod makes Minecraft feel like it has a little bit more of a progression versus bare bones Minecraft. And that's why I'm having fun with it and I haven't been able to put it down for an entire week.
2: <laughs> wow, that's awesome.
5: Yeah, yeah. I I'm really surprised. It's it's one of it's been one of those things where it's like I I've been playing it so much that I see the blocks when I try to go to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm trying to let this kind of keep me occupied until, what, the game again next month between all of the stuff that's coming out? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just pulling up my spreadsheet I've like, Persona Q at the beginning of the month, and then I think Fire Emblem Three Houses in July, at the beginning of July. Uh... The judgment's
2: the end of next month, isn't it?
1: It is, and you and I are going to have so much fun, Joshua. Oh, yeah.
2: So
5: much fun. <laughs> you know, I, it's funny you mentioned that. Like I said, I've been in between games waiting for this thing. I really need to boot up um, Yakuza Kiwami, mostly because with my Japanese learning, it, that, that would kind of help, you know, playing it in the Japanese language and kind of getting immersed in all of that.
1: Yeah, I know. Like, if you've never played this series, it is delightful. It is worth every waking hour.
2: If you have any affection for, like, Japan itself, like, there is nothing that quite captures, like, that feeling. Like, yeah, because it does.
1: Yeah. Kelly, I mean, let me tell you what happened last year to me. My dream was to go to kabuki so that mm-hmm. I could walk around in fake Kamaro <laughs> I basically drove poor Scott crazy because it was, Look, it's Theater Square! Oh, look, it's this! Oh my god, we're on Pink Street, where's all the prostitutes? (laughs) I have my picture taken like in every imaginable spot. I've missed you, Sam, just so you know. (laughs) know. Um. My poor husband had to deal with my Yakuza fangirling on top of the fact that we were sitting on a train and there was this guy with this pin on his lapel and I said to Scott, I'm like... Betty Yakuza and Scott's just like, for fuck's sakes, woman! It might not. Be. He might just have a pin on his lapel. I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> see, and of course, you know, I'm afraid to ask because, Lord forbid, right? And then I think about the fact that Kabuki Joe is mostly just money laundering. Like, people are really nice there.
5: <laughs> see, now I'm afraid to play it because then I'm going to get into it and then drive my husband crazy. Like, oh, this guy's a yakuza too.
1: There is, when you play Kiwami, one of my favorite things is you're walking around Kamurocho, and then there's this giant billboard of, like, host clubs. That's real, by the way. (laughs) Of all the little host boys, or host girls, depending. And I think at one point I said to Scott, I'm like, hey, let's pay the 50 bucks and go to a host club. And he was like, no! (laughs) (laughs) On. We got to do the authentic things, right? We're we are in like the seediest place in Tokyo. It's amazing. Come on, no.
5: I'm already I'm already gonna drive my husband nuts in Japan, just going nuts over all the Pokemon things.
1: That's <laughs> a really easy thing to do as well. God
5: and, gets it. And not to not to mention the crane games and the uh, Gachapon no. machines. Um, so
1: I had to have Crane Games taken away from me because apparently I was an addict. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up winning like two Curvys and two Slimes and like my Slimes are actually at my desk at work. Um, I went So part of when I was in Japan, I was with the, one of the Game Informer staff and she and I were just like, let's go play like some Crane Games. We've been friends for 10 years. And she's just like, Sam. You need to stop. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need I need to get this prize. I need to show you I'm good at something. <laughs> I won her, like, two Kirby's, and she was just like, see, you're better than my actual fiancé who doesn't want to win me a Kirby at all. And I was like, girl, I got your back. I'll win you whatever <laughs> Kirby you want. Just you know, <laughs> spend a stupid amount of money in the process, but I will win Kirby.
0: You would like quest fulfilled. Um, going back to your Minecraft thing for a minute, I just... Um, I had bought it on a whim for Vita, like, three or four years ago. It was a plane trip, uh, right before a plane trip, and holy cow did I get, you know, addicted into that. It just made the flight go by so quick, and then later on we got Dragon Quest Builders on the Vita, and it's just like, between those two games, that just uh, justified the existence of my Vita right there. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's so much fun being so creative, you know, in those games.
5: Yeah, see, my last trip to San Francisco, my trip to San Francisco last year, I got sucked into Terraria the entire trip um, on the DS, which Terraria on the DS is a little bit OP because you have auto lock-on, which just completely breaks that game, but um, yeah, man, I I had a lot of fun, I'm having a lot of fun with that, Um, and it's, kind of scratch... It's going to be scratching that itch, at least until Dragon Quest Builders comes out, because um, I really like Dragon Quest Builders.
0: Did they do they release the first one for the Switch? I know the second one's coming out yeah. in a couple yeah, of months. Yeah, they did. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's, that's a tempting repurchase. That's what the Switch is making. It just tempts me to repurchase crap I've already got, like, a copy or two of. It's so wrong. The, okay, the,
5: the reason why the that version of Dragon Quest Builders is worth it is because um, in the creative mode, you get a Sabercat mount that if you um, bounce on things with it, you get pixels. And with the pixels you can build um, like pixelated versions of things from Dragon Quest 1. I didn't know if to do that. Yeah. Because I actually made, like in the little rooms that you can make, that you can share with other people, I made like a small little recreation of the uh, Dragon Quest 1 world map. Ooh. It, It was very small. It was only, like, a fraction of it. I don't think I could have had the gumption to make the entire thing because I had, you know, doing it pixel by pixel. I would have went insane. But, yeah, that's one thing that you can do in the Switch version. Hmm. And I can't wait for Dragon Quest Builders to... Actually, I think that's why I like this Minecraft mod so much, is because it reminds me of Dragon Quest Builders.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely exciting. Uh, I could definitely recommend... I mean, there's Minecraft, and so it sounds like there's also Dragon Quest 1, and we're going to get Dragon... Dragon Quest Builders, the first one. And then we're going to get the second one here sh- soon. So sounds like a-, a couple of more good reasons to have a Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, Indeed. But um, what else, uh, Miss Rilly? I didn't mean to cut you off.
5: No, that's fine. I think that's about it. Um, like I said, kind of in between games until the big summer game game explosion.
0: Uh, y- yeah,
5: pers- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got my list of stuff I have pre-ordered right now. There's Persona Q2 at the beginning of June. Oh, yeah, and, it's
0: on its way. I mean, not and on its then, way yet, but yeah, got a port or two
5: and then Bloodstained Ritual of the Night uh, at the end of June, which I can't wait. I can't wait. That looks so good. Especially
0: if you see the video of, like, they revamped the... The, the color palette, I guess, or in the art direction, a little bit. Did you see that?
5: I didn't see that at all.
0: Yeah, check it out on YouTube. Um, the, the, but I guess a lot of people, when they had put out one of the recent game trailers, a lot of people complained that there just wasn't a lot of contrast. Like, who's directing this? this the, the, the coloring? Like, there's the, the things don't pop. It's just too bland. It's too gray. And. So they have a really cool video in the style that you would expect it in of like, you know what, this is not good enough for our fans. Boom, here's more color. Boom, here's more pop. And it, it 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 does look really, really cool. I mean, the character still looks the same and everything else, but the more vibrant, definitely uh more contrast, better better lighting. That's the other word I'm looking for. Much better lighting. Yeah. Yeah, it makes makes a makes a big difference from the samples they show anyways on the YouTube thingy. So it's got me more hype. Um just yeah. Totally with you on those.
5: And then after that is Dragon Quest Builders 2, and then Fire, Fire Emblem free, Three Houses at the end of July. So it's going to be a busy summer.
0: I know, right?
2: And <laughs> uh, Nintendo keeps dropping like 1,200 screenshots of uh, Fire Emblem every other week. So. Yeah, I've,
5: I've been seeing that. And, and then not only that, I didn't even have this pre-ordered. They had that uh, direct for Mario Maker. Which I'm also very curious
1: about.
2: Mario Curious. Okay.
1: Yeah. Mario Maker, that's one of the programs I'm actually running at my work. Oh, really? We are going to be doing a program where I'm getting kids to design Mario Maker levels to teach them about STEM. Oh, that's so cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then, like, one group's also going to use, like, uh, block souls which is a great STEM tool for also learning how to do game design. So um, that's something I'm actually in the process of. I'm going to play a lot of Mario Maker this weekend to actually uh, kind of do some
5: research. That, that's awesome. You know, anything that can get kids engaged I, like
1: that, I am all for. I'm, know, I'm, I'm really making. excited to test how that's going to work. I actually ended up watching today at work the, uh, the Direct, just so I could see kind of the differences between what the Wii U version has versus what this new Switch one is going to be. Um, and it looks pretty awesome, actually. Yeah,
5: yeah. There's going to be a lot of stuff.
1: I, I'm I'm digging it. Not going to lie. Yeah.
0: Cool. Um. So on. Uh, anything else? No. That that's pretty much it. I've got a lot going on, but it's it's all been fun. Uh, on On my side, uh, I I played uh, I played some some Outward. Uh, so I've been uh, getting uh, been. Getting volunteer, voluntold, whatever, um, volunteering for some, uh, doing some extra work here and there for the site. And they did an impression uh, for, for Outward, which is on the PC and the PlayStation. So I'll be talking about that on our next show during our, our uh, CRPG Club segment. But uh, but if you want a sneak peek and you want to go see what my thoughts are sooner rather than later, feel free to go mosey on over to rpgamer.com where I go into more detail on that. Uh, and, and yeah, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play. Like some of y'all have been very busy outside of you know getting that write-up done and stuff. I haven't played a whole ton. But one thing I have been playing, I mentioned before my wife uh, was playing a lot of Grim Dawn and I played a character with her for a few hours, uh, play the Necromancer. And I saw that there was uh, there was some news on our site about Titan Quest, and it got another expansion. And for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Titan Quest is an action, Diablo-like action RPG that's like 13 years old. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, I believe it came out with expansion shortly after release, and then we heard nothing for, like, ten years, and then we got an expansion
2: out of the blue last year, the year before last. Yeah, they've uh, been porting it to everything in the last year or two or something like yeah,
0: that. Yeah, and we got an anniversary edition that's been cut, yeah, that's been ported to a lot of places, but then, yeah, now we're suddenly getting these expansions. I just, I don't know of too many other games that came out twelve years ago and and we're getting some expansions uh, suddenly like even if they did a re-release it'll be like here's the release with the original expansions and you never hear anything again but they're continuing to release new expansions and this newest one Atlantis features an intriguing you know kind of like horde mode wave type of thing where you know the the the, the further you progress the more permutations of if you know affixes suffixes prefixes the monsters get uh more powers and whatnot so see how far you can get type of deal with rewards but it's it's just like oh wow that is super cool so i had fired i mean just the fact that it's (laughs) still getting updated i just say you know what i i know i got a copy of this sitting in my gog account so i i play i downloaded it and i played into i played it And it's super interesting playing Grim Dawn, which I believe was made by many of the creators of Titan Quest. And you see such strong similarities in how the games are structured, how their subsystems work, the statistics. Like one thing they both have in common is a thing called vitality damage, which essentially I'm like, what exactly does that mean? My necromancer can do it, plus you can equip armor that protects you against it. It turns out it's basically just like another element, like fire ice. It's vitality. Okay, maybe it means death magic or death whatever, but um, uh, that's not something you typically see, you know, in a game. Vitality as an attribute, uh, or not as an attribute, but as a as an element. Uh, elemental defense or offense it's like okay but they both have it even though they're completely separate games well they're from the same creators but they both have a lot of the same subsystems and the such but titan quest is obviously a lot older doesn't quite have the the quality of life and some of the improvements that grim dawn has but it's just super interesting it is also kind of a cool setting if you never played titan quest before you can see it in some of the screenshots but if you, you, you're playing the, the the original game it's set in greece so you're going from like Athens to pick some other Grecian places. That's the only one I can remember. But you're you're you you're you're, you're dressed in a toga or whatever, and the armor and stuff reflects the towns reflect that centurion Roman look, and so that kind of and you're fighting like Medusa and Gorgons and things that that you know reflect the mythology you know from that era. And it feels pretty cool like that I feel like that's something that doesn't get explored enough in these fantasy RPGs uh, that particular niche of, of fiction so it, it, it definitely is pretty cool. The gameplay itself is a little bit slower uh, so uh, it, it, yeah, if you're looking for a fast experience like a Diablo 3 experience you're not gonna quite get that here. It's definitely a little bit a little bit more deliberately paced. And I feel like you run around a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'll probably keep playing it and give some full thoughts on a CRPG Club segment or something if I continue to dive deeper into it. Especially if I start getting into all these expansions now that it has. Because, boy, does it have expansions. Um, it's just too funny. Let's just keep coming out with more expansions in 2019. Uh, that's hilarious. But, like, you, yeah, I'm looking to all those games you mentioned during the summer. And, and I'm probably one of the few people that is excited for Persona S. I, that that news came out, saw lots of groans, a lot of people like, oh, I thought we were getting, like, you know, Persona 4 full, or 5, I'm sorry, Persona 5 full edition for the Switch, and instead we're getting a Muso game or whatever. They they
2: made it for you, Phil. They made it just for
0: me. It is just for me, because I'm like, I was like, hell yeah, yes! I'm excited. I like Muso games. I like Muso games now. Cool. That is awesome. Team... So yay! I feel like
1: there just needs to be like a high five here. Uh, high five!
0: There oh, it, it is, Mousseau. right there. Woo! There's another I've, high five right there. I've heard that from you, Phil.
5: That the spinoffs are actually better than their actual they games
0: are. It's insane. I was just, uh, you know, I was especially if you're looking at Dynasty Warriors Nine, which was an absolute travesty. By the way, free non-paid plug here. I love Sterling Jim Sterling's videos on on the, the, shit, the shitstorm that is Dynasty Warriors 9. Uh, Warriors Orochi 4 is pretty fun. Like, I can recommend that, but even that's almost kind of a spin off. It's not a Dynasty Warriors, it's not a Samurai uh, Warriors, but, it, 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 you know, it's a combination. But, but I, I, I enjoyed that one. But as much as I enjoy Warriors Orochi 4, I, it, I still go back to Hyrule Warriors. I still go back to Fire Emblem Warriors. Like... Those off games, Dragon Quest, uh, you know, Heroes. It's just I love they're
4: Dragon
1: Quest Heroes. I oh,
0: so awesome! And 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 even when I'm frustrated with some of them, sometimes I just love them. I keep going back to them. It's just it's just so much fun. Um, uh, Hy- Hyrule Warriors. And I've probably said this before. Hyrule Warriors is so good. I've bought it like two or three times, net three times for the three DS. Bought it for the Wii U, and then of course they got the Switch Ultimate Edition. So yeah, it is just so much fun. It is quite possibly the best uh, Dynasty Warriors Musu game out of all of them. Um, it's an easy recommend. And if you happen happen to be one of those few people out there that like the Zelda series. <laughs> It's just more frosting on the cake. Uh, You cannot like Zelda and enjoy uh, Hyrule Warriors because it's such a a fun, fun, beat the crap out of everything game. But if you like the characters and stuff from the various uh, Zelda games that have come out over the years, it it just makes more fun. So uh, yeah, but I'm, so I'm looking forward to this Persona 5S. I was just, I haven't even, as we just discussed um, on the main segment, I have not gotten through Persona 5S. Not a knock against it, but where I'm at in my life and how busy I am, the fact that that game is so bloody long. <laughs> you mean I you just, don't have
2: 130 hours uh, to dump into it?
0: You know, I just, it, I'm just my free time isn't what it used to be. But I can jump into Hyrule Warriors or Fire Emblem Warriors and do a couple of maps before bed. Or if I'm going to go out for a few hours, you know, on a, on a plane, be stuck on a plane for a few hours, I, I can knock some things out and not you don't not feel like I'm missing a beat. You know, It's a little bit hard to do that with a deep RPG like Persona 5. You just forget where the hell you
2: were at in the story. So, yeah, no, totally recommend, totally looking forward to it. So, uh, You know, something occurs to me. Maybe Koi Tecmo does a good job when they have some other company to hold their feet to the fire to do a good job. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. I can see that. Jeez, yeah, because I will, I will see like again, Being a huge fan, like you know, whether it's it's uh, Dynasty Warriors eight or uh, Samurai Chronicles, I think it was four and four uh, two. Those are those are fun games. Spirit of Sonata. Uh, those are all those are all fun games, but in certain respects, they just feel a bit dialed in. It's almost like the the Madden releases where they just put in just enough to call it a different title, but don't really move the series forward or, or put enough new material in there to make it feel completely justified. But dang, Nabbit, when they get these IPs, it's just like they pull out all the stops. And I want to get to some of these other ones, like I, I, I you know, I forget who it was whether it was one of y'all or somebody else who told me to get the One Piece pirate. Uh, that was me there you go well, well i got it i just need to actually you know sit down and play but i got it now i i bought it on sale so that's cool. in the library uh and the other one uh titan attack on titan it's you know it's kind of coy but it's i know it's not against a bunch of small things it's against big things but uh a few big things but i heard that's kind of like really good right sort of yeah maybe and then uh fate fate x Ex, what's it called Stella, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah 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 so I know that one's not exactly knocking it out of the park like like you know Dragon Quest Heroes or anything, but I heard that one's pretty solid too. So yeah, got got more of these to eventually check out. But yeah, you're right. When they get with these IPs, maybe it is because the other people are holding their feet to the fire. But dang, that would they just love them. Okay, well, I think that's a wrap. I think this is uh, definitely a very long show, so I'm going to just remind you all that RPG Backtrack is a production of RPGamer.com, your home for news reviews and home to the best gaming community on the net. Uh, So head on over to RPGamer, where you get to read articles written by people who love RPGs who don't get paid a dime. They just do it because they love the hobby. So you know you're getting honest and fair shakes on these games. So go and check it out, rpgamer.com. Plus we have a suite of other podcasts you can listen to, such as RPG Cast, Q&A Quest, and Active Topical Banter. So go and check that all out over there. Again, if you want to leave your comments, questions, uh, you can always hit up Mr. Minky at at Sin. I'm at Servant on Twitter. Uh, RPGamers at RPGamer. You can tweet us there. We're on Facebook. We're just all over the place, and you can leave comments on our site directly. It's real easy to sign up and leave your comments on the articles or, or on the podcast themselves. So feel free to hit us up at jcservantrpgamer.com if you prefer to use email. Um, I believe that's all I have for tonight. Uh, Mr. Mickey had to run off a little early, so I, and I don't have any witty banter that he always wraps us up with. So I'm just going to tell you, if you got... <laughs> if you got three solid work weeks where you're not actually working you're sitting at home because you're either un- unemployed or you're somebody on s- summer break or you're retired then consider persona five <laughs> because you're going to need that time and then some uh have a good night